Hello, beautiful people. It is Wednesday. There's no sports with the SVs tonight. Other than WNBA game that tipped off two minutes ago. July 20th, 2022. <laughs> Let's ride. That's right. Not as much excitement in the Let's Ride as I could have hoped for for a day that has next to no sports. Other than WNBA, obviously sure. appreciate them. Yeah, here we go. Move it up. They got a game that just started three minutes ago. We will obviously keep tabs on that throughout the entirety uh, of the show. Mm-hmm. Tonight's ESPYs hosted by Steph Curry. That's going to be a good show. Oh, yeah. I think I'm up for one. Really? Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I'm up for one with the WWE. Nobody has told me to travel out there to receive the trophy, so let's assume that maybe I'm not winning. I don't know. I don't know. You never know. Fun fact about the ESPYs, I was actually there one time. No big deal. Boom, boom. The only reason why I was there is because I was working uh, at the NFL Network for that week. I happened to be in L.A. for something, and the NFL Network was like, hey, do you want to come do stuff? It was when NFL AM was happening. Mm. So I was hosting NFL AM, which started at 3 a.m. local time. Nice. To uh, <laughs> 7 a.m. You know, and people were living that life for numerous years out there, so I got nothing but respect for everybody that hosted that NFL AM show because a lot of people were telling the NFL Network, like, hey, don't you think your morning show should be out of the Eastern Standard Time Zone if you guys are going to operate as an Eastern Standard Time Zone show because you're starting 6 to 10 a.m. on the East Coast because, you know, the New York NFL offices watch every single morning. Right. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we need our morning show. Mm-hmm. But we're going to shoot this thing in Studio City, Los Angeles. So that's going to be 3 a.m. local time. <laughs> sure. So the people that did that NFL AM show, um, and there's so many, uh, Rhett, Aaron, LeVar, uh, who else was I on there with? There's a bunch of people I was on there with. Great people. Their lives, Steve Weiss was on there, their lives were completely revolving around that. Yeah, And then that show got canceled out of nowhere, but I was out there getting an opportunity to do some stuff with them, get to meet everybody, see how the operation goes, learn some stuff. I had a blast, and the ESPYs just so happened to be happening at the same exact time. So I was asked, like, hey, do you want to go shoot some content from the red carpet uh, for NFL AM and then go into the show? And I assume for a lot of people it's like, hey, get an opportunity to go do this. I was begrudgingly doing this. I was not exactly thrilled to be doing it, but I thought maybe I could get some good content. I'm like, maybe they'll get a good spot on the uh, red carpet. We had uh, about two foot space okay. by two foot space. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no, um, there was no awning or, awning anything? or anything like no. that. Yeah. So I don't, 120 degrees, <laughs> standing uh, next to, I believe the people that were next to me, the media from like Spain or something like that, didn't even speak, couldn't even talk to them. Nope. Then there was some other, I forget who it was, nobody really that we knew uh, that I had any idea was standing like this sideways. Cameraman had a foot behind me too. We, mm-hmm. we all had little blocked out squares that we were able to have, standing behind a guardrail. And then like teammates of mine and friends of mine are walking by and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, well, you want to answer a question, man? And we tried to make some content out of it. I think it went well. Uh, but I lost 30 pounds on the red carpet. Sure. So that's good. So then I go into the ESPYs. First time going into the ESPYs. Uh, Drake was the host. It was a fucking hell of a show. Had a great time. Award shows suck to be at, but it was still a good show. Commercial breaks are awkward. It's uncomfortable. There's seat fillers. There's really no... There's no upside once the show starts to be at the show. Sure. If it's in a theater. There is zero... Unless, unless you're, you're going to win. Unless you're going to win and give the speech exactly. and have a whole thing it's awesome but other than that not really for me award shows not really for uh-huh. me not really my thing I mean I've also been a person that has lost a lot of awards so I mean that is probably another jaded element of my life yep. on why I didn't have as much just like college football award show unbelievably terrible time yeah, not mm-hmm. good couldn't even I mean sitting like this Tim and Sally and I uh, had to get, Tim had to get off work to come down to this thing in Orlando. We're wearing these clown suits, the one I rented one and Tim had one, and we're representing West Virginia down there, and it was for the Ray Guy Award. And you're sitting like this. They gave the punting award first, and I didn't win. It was like first or second, and I didn't win. Whatever. Bullshit. I mean, it was... 
We were not the three that were supposed to be there. I've said this before. Mm-hmm. But out of the three that were there, I mean, clearly I should have won. Didn't win. No big deal. Keep it moving. Whenever like Ray Guy because of it. And then for two and a half hours, I had to sit like this in a suit <laughs> oh. with Tim and Sally and clap. And uh, if you get up and leave for too long, they're like, uh, are you making your way back? Uh, because we'll have some seat fillers still in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, send some seat fillers to sit next to Tim. I like, yeah. Tim and Sally, like, I would like that. Be fun. So, like, award shows aren't my bag, but I do know that people enjoy it. It's a really cool occasion to honor and celebrate people. I got to hear Tim Tebow speak like four or five times that night. Sweet. Uh, Very sweet. Biden spoke a few times. Oh. I think uh, Herb Street cut a little promo. I mean, it was, there were some cool moments mm-hmm. to be there. I was lucky to be there, but I learned at that point it's not my thing. So the ESPYs, when I'm going inside to sit down now, here we go. So you're back in. You're sitting in a theater that's this big, you know, mm-hmm. the seat that th- that's this big. And the Colts were up for an award. I had no idea. And I was the only member of the Colts that was there. So when this award came up, there was a camera shooting on me. And there was like, oh, fuck. Am I going to get an ESPY right now? I'm going to go win an ESPY. I'm giving a speech at the ESPYs? Oh, my God. So, obviously, probably some edibles running through me at the time. Uh-huh. I'm incredibly uncomfortable. I've already lost 30 pounds from the red carpet outside. And I'm sitting there, and this camera person is sitting on me. And I, I, I think I was with Trip, my guy Trip Hale, who is one of the most beautiful humans of all time. Just going through life, doing his things, always happy. Ignorance is bliss is this guy's nice. motto. actual motto. Mm-hmm. Was in school for seven years at West Virginia. Was a gray shirt, blue shirt, red shirt, all the shirts. And then uh-huh. could have had a doctorate. I don't think he did. I think he just graduated with a bachelor's in science and uh, uh, physical therapy and some other stuff, I think. So he's like a trainer, good guy, love trip. Great person to be around, though. Like, always positive. Oh, my God. From Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. Like, great dude. We're sitting there. That camera comes on us, and we are both on cloud 70. And uh, Pat's about to give a fucking SPG. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't know this was the case. I didn't even know the Colts were up. And I didn't know I was the only one that was representing the Colts. So there was a moment for maybe six seconds where I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm winning an SPG. I'm winning an SPG. I'm giving a speech. And then clearly we didn't win. Somebody else won. The camera left away. And then sure. I was there for another three hours sitting like this. And it was very uncomfortable. But Drake was awesome. The show was awesome. Get a chat with everybody's awesome. I think Steph Curry will do well tonight. Yeah. I think uh, obviously there will be some moments that we will talk about mm-hmm. from tomorrow. But all in all, has the ESPYs been the ESPYs for like the last 10 years almost? No. Oh, no. Uh, Why is that, you think? What is host. it? Go ahead, Atone Diggs. Host. It's all about the host. Doesn't matter. Anything else? Just I also us. think they started releasing the winners. Anti Schmidt and that boss Connor over there at the talks table. They started releasing the winners on like ESPN.com like the day of. So like there actually used to be that kind of like award show feel where you legitimately didn't know who was going to win the awards. But like if you know who's going to win going in, it's like, well, I'm not going to watch this for three hours. Yeah, it, you should not be tipping picks no, away so. for awards. That kind of defeats the entire thing because that moment of who's going to win mm-hmm. doesn't exist. And that's one of the only moments, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Of the thing. Because some people are genuinely shocked if they win. Ari Mirov and Shams are going to be tipping SBC. Yeah. They should oh, be. Yeah. I say, hey, by the way, that's, that's, the can't blame yeah. that's the game. Can't blame him for it. Let's keep that thing under a little bit uh, tighter lock and key, maybe, mm-hmm. so nobody finds out. Drake, you're right. The host, though, I think is a big deal because Drake was awesome. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Just, I, the one that I was at, Drake was awesome. He did the um, Sterling Never Loved Us song because mm-hmm. that was when Sterling oh, yeah. had just <laughs> come out. Yep. And I was the, me and Trip were the only white people within. Uh, <laughs> Six to seven rows, probably, because we're. I was in the bullpen of who's potentially mm-hmm. winning an SB, mm-hmm. and where they put us was in the NFL side, and I was like row five, six back in the middle, real small, like worst 
I mean, it was terrible. It was a terrible experience. It was for me. It was a terrible experience. But I'm also not supposed to be there. You see me stand here when I'm doing this, so it's not. I'm not built for it. But that he sings that Sterling never loved us goes commercial break. Everything goes quiet. Yeah. Lights come on, and like me and Trip are the only two white guys around. And we're like, hey, fuck. I think he hated everybody, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, I understand. Then he did a um, he did a song or a shout out to the side pieces in the back. You know, because uh, the guys had their families yeah, up yeah, at the yeah. front, uh-huh. and then there were side pieces in the back, you know, like, and shout out to all the girls in the back or whatever. And then once commercial break, lights come on. And I'm around, like, some guys, and there were some uncomfortable moments. I think, moments. I think there were some really <laughs> awkward moments. Tough. Yeah, because there were some guys that laughed about it, and I'm like, oh, those guys uh, don't have that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then there were some guys that were just, like, sitting there, and then you see, like, their uh, whoever their date was for the night being like, uh, hmm. Who's he talking about? What's Drake saying? <laughs> it was odd, but it was it was a cool moment watching Drake do his thing. There were some great speeches, but most of these award shows, not just sports, right? Too long. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. In the speeches, I think the SB speeches will uh, be great tonight. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. I think we'll learn some things. I enjoy listening to incredibly talented people speak because I feel like that's a nice. Um, lesson in how this successful person got to where they were. Like, you think back to NFL honors, I still, like, Whitworth's speech, I think I still think about, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's been good speeches at award shows. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the old buddy talking about milk coming from the cow's tits. Walking yeah, Phoenix. Walking yep. Phoenix, oh, yeah. I remember those. Will there be a speech tonight that people will remember forever? Will there be a moment from the SBs tonight that people will remember forever? TBD, I guess, and that's what we'll uh, we'll watch along the way for. I yeah, guess. I'm just watching, hoping someone just shows up bombed, and then if yeah. there is someone there that is just blackout drunk, then there's going to be a great moment. And if not, then you're probably going to watch Steph Curry, you know, do another lap around the sun because you know, he has had a pretty good last few months. Why wouldn't he? And then aside from that, it probably is going to stink. Steph will, Steph will be good. Yeah, yeah, he'll be good for sure. Is it live or is it tape delay? I th- I think it because. Hmm. I think it's live. Thought it was live because they do the whole red carpet thing and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it is live. I was asked to potentially present an award tonight. Okay, that'd be sweet. Would have cost fifty thousand dollars to fly the plane over there. Okay. and fly back. I was honored, but not that honored. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, but I was very thankful to even be asked to do that because it is a big evening. The person I was potentially going to present alongside also decided not to go, so that potentially changed mm-hmm. uh, my decision okay. on going or not. But I was honored to be asked, but it was supposed to be tonight. So I think it is a live, live event. I think it is a live operation or whatever. Yeah, Nick said it is live. Do we know event. who's going for the WWE in case you, you guys win? Are they sending Miz or something? Well, talk to, I hope the Miz. If the Miz is given an acceptance speech yeah. tonight, I am about it, about it. <laughs> Uh, Liv Morgan will be joining us in the second hour. Okay. Now, oh, now SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan will join us. Uh, you only live once. She has had a rise oh, to yeah. superstardom. I Crazy. think she's up for an SB as well. Okay. Really? I believe Liv is up for an SB for one of the moments she's had over the last year. Mm-hmm. She is a superstar with a rocket ship attached right to her back. Dog. 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 Yeah. Hard worker. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Feels like she loves everything that she does. And it always seems like that it, things work out for the people mm-hmm. that are really like trying the hardest and enjoying it the most mm-hmm. and investing the most. Not just in wrestling, but I'm talking like any facet, any genre of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than like the cubicles where you got to raise your hand to go piss 
and you sure. only get like a 30 minute lunch. I don't think like anybody that like enjoys it and works harder is going to necessarily get like soup. But it feels like most professions, those who can find entertainment and enjoyment in what they do and invest in it. And that's mostly because you like it. You're going to have the most amount of success because when you like something, you're putting in the extra work. You're thinking about it in the off time. You're doing your entire life. is It feels like that's what live is and it's all paying off for. So it's a fucking hell of a story. And I cannot wait to chat with her in about an hour from right now. I wonder if she's going to, if she's, is she going to the SPs tonight? Is that why? Maybe. Potentially. I mean, she's a worthy champion, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I could see her winning an SP tonight. The WWE PR asked me if I uh, wanted to have live on today. I'm like, sure, absolutely have live on. And I never followed up with like, are we promoting SummerSlam? Oh, yeah. oh, sure. Are we promoting her being a champion? Mm-hmm. Or, or is it potentially that she's going to the... I have, no, I have no idea. We'll have to ask. Yeah. That's a good conversation. Look what we're doing. Uh, and then we'll have Jamie Erdahl in the third hour. Uh, it's Badass Woman Wednesday here yeah, at Pat cool. Show. Jamie Erdahl, formerly of CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. She, uh, uh, basketball, what? football, what? college, yep. NFL. What? She played basketball in college and fast-pitch softball. Okay. Oh. So, and she, from Minnesota, she is the new host of uh, Good Morning Football. Yeah, right. She debuts uh, July 25th, which is next week, obviously. She'll be on with us at 205. Can't wait to chat with her on how that happened. Uh, so, it's not a bad, not a bad, badass woman Wednesday. Good little Wednesday. WNBA has a game 16 minutes in. They're That's the only right. sport happening on the calendar. This is the only uh, day of the year, I think, where there's like next to nothing. This is the driest day of sports. Yes. On the calendar. Uh-huh. That's what we got the ESPYs for tonight. That's but right. let's not talk about today. Let's not talk about the lack of sports. Let's talk about the monumental event that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And baseball matters, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baseball absolutely matters. Yeah, sure. If you're a Yankees fan, it's And going does. into, if you're a Yankees fan, it does. There's a couple other teams. Mm-hmm. But going into this All-Star game last night, the AL, the American League, had won eight straight All-Star mm-hmm. games. Jeez. Now everybody knows who's in the AL and who's in the NL, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I can say the American League does have the New York Yankees in them. Yes. And Ty Schmidt, you're a diehard Yankees fan, mm-hmm. newborn father, or new father. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the game last night? And are All-Star games uh, tough to watch or great to watch? I think baseball is one of the few sports where, like, it's not like the Pro Bowl because you can't really just like half-ass it out there. So you really are watching like all the best players play against each other. I mean, like, does it matter? No. I watched a little bit of it, but like, you do get moments like, you know, Yankee fan John Carlos Stanton hit an 800 foot home run last night to just, win it, right? Yeah, uh, tied it, and then another guy went back to back with him. He was the MVP of the game, but like, the, so nine straight for the AL. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Does the NL even have team? What are the Pirates in? They are the in the, in, in the NL. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz, though. Yeah. Dodgers also no. in the NL. No. no. no? no. Guy's six foot seven, runs a fucking he four just, two, and he's not in the All Star game. He's been up for like twenty games. So who cares? He's an All Star. Dog. He, what? what? He's got some ways to go. He's batting like two oh six. Yeah. I mean, he can throw it hard as hell from shortstop to first base, but this guy's not fucking. Star yet. He hits bombs. Anyways, get back to who was but, there. But no, yeah, just like the pitching is so good. So it, and 
some of the stuff they did, which they'll never do like during the actual games, but you know, like Alec Manoa, who is a good young pitcher for the uh, Blue Jays, they had him mic'd up, Sweet. and you could the the booth was talking to him while he was pitching. He struck out the side in the inning. He was like asking John Smoltz, like, "Hey, what do you want me to throw here?" and stuff like. That kind of stuff is really sweet because you. Really, I believe he hit a guy. He did. Yeah. He did. He Smoltz. He said, "What pitch do you want?" Smoltz told him a pitch, and then boom, hit a guy immediately afterwards. I'm like, "This is baseball now." Yeah. yeah John. Exactly. I, what if it was um, fan crazed baseball? Okay. Okay. Where pitcher had earpiece in, and it was decided by the crowd Ooh. what pitch has to be thrown next. That would be awesome. That would be pretty sweet. I'm I'm voting middle finger uh, fastball. fastball every time, mm-hmm. and that's why we can't have nice things. I, you know, you got to have the, like a smolts or whatever. There's a behind the back play highlight, right? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep. Turn two mm-hmm. there. Uh, there was a dinger from Giancarlo, yep. and then Byron Buxton hit one right after him. So it was, but but like you said, I mean, the there was no scoring after the fourth inning. So the Jesus. NL the NL roughed up the AL one and two under run. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sounds fun. So we bet on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was the hammer. Yeah. I did take the NL those too as well. So. Oh, it's Eight straight. It's three two. I mean, it's not like it fucking was twelve two. Yeah, That's a terrible yeah. game. I couldn't even imagine See, trying to watch that. I, I saw the highlights. I saw the clips. And I saw a lot of people tweeting about it, and I turned it on like four different times. There was a cool um, cancer. I stand up for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yep, I watched right. that, got a little emotional for that. Not because it was just like the greatest performance of all time, but because as they're going around and people are like, I stand up for like my mom and then people oh, are yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. It's like, okay, so this dude obviously lost his mother to cancer. Like that, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was a, I thought that was a moment. very touching moment. I thought that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. And then all the highlights that I watched, but I, I'm not a baseball guy. See, never will be. And that's what I'd say. Like if, if you <clears> like <throat> baseball, like, Typically, yeah, like a 3-2 game might be a little boring, but these are all the best players. Like, the pitchers are fun to watch because their stuff is so fucking good. So it's like, if you do like baseball, and I still don't think people are really watching the game like that, but it actually is a very entertaining, you know, it's way more entertaining than any 3-2 game you'd watch, you know, during the regular season. But But I wouldn't. wouldn't But you would watch. Right, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because you love the baseball. That's right. So what do we do now? Now we have 95 games left for every single team. and um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 80, yep. 82 in there, sweet spot. Like, Full season. Here we go, boys. Uh-huh. 82 it, more games. Turn tra- this whole thing trade, around. D- trade deadline's coming mm-hmm. up. There's some big guys that might be moving. John Carlos out of town? No, Boston. no, no. no. He, the Aaron Yankee, Judge, though, is. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah you not. saw the interview. Yeah, not. What did Aaron Judge say? This is last night? They no, like, some reporter, some moron, you know, was <laughs> pressing him at the All-Star game. He's just trying to fucking take a few days off of his MVP season right now, have a little fun. She asked him basically, like, hey, what are you going to do next year? Are you going to be a Yankee? What would you say to fans who don't want to, you know, don't want to lose you? And he basically just said, like, shut up, you know. I'm not, Whoa. I'm not you know, no, I, I'd say that there's a lot, a lot of great Yeah, there's players. a lot of other oh. great players on the Yankees. So, like, it's you, you figure it out. But, yeah, bingo. They fucked up big time, and he's about to make $450 million in the offseason. Well, congrats, Aaron Judge. I, yeah. The story of the All-Star game, though, yes. was piece of shit yep. autograph hound. Yeah. Yeah. Elbowing oh. kids. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like I've been on this pretty yes. loudly for a long time. Yep. And I think a lot of people are scared to come out and openly bash these humans because of... You know, like, oh, they're fans. They're fans. This is kind of like when Francesa told us about phone callers. Yeah. Like, hey, when people call into your show, people always say, that's fans of your show. That's fans of your show. 
They might be fans of your show, but these are people who want to be a part of the show. That's right. This would be like at a theater for a motherfucker to get up out of his seat, walk onto the stage, stop the entire show, and say, that, 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 that. You got to mm -hmm. fucking get that person off there because that yeah, person is not a fan. That person wants to be a part of the show. Might also be a fan of show, but said person is trying to have their moment on the show. They can add to the show, but if they don't add to the show, Francesca told us basically, you are doing your fans a disservice if you let these fucking ass holes ruin your show mm -hmm. yeah so that's why he just all uh, right uh, yeah no idiot that's how he handles it i try mm -hmm. not to do that but that is a great way to kind of view it the autograph hounds although they can grandstand and act as if like oh i'm the biggest fan they're not they're assholes who are trying to prey on your kindness your hard work yep. and fuck over your fans so it's an it's a it is literally a trio of fuck this person in one person. And I used to not be like that. I used to be very thankful when anybody asked me for my autograph. I used to be like be super honored about it. But once you see these, like you can sign, I sign something and then I literally see somebody tweet me something and my autograph is not worth anywhere near what some people are selling some shit with my name on it right now. I don't think anybody's is. I think a picture is worth a lot more. I'd much rather, I do that with literally everybody. But these autograph hounds are sacks of shit. And I think this guy <laughs> that did this last night oh, yeah. is an absolute gentleman, an honorable person. Thank you for elbowing kids in public. Mm -hmm. Thank you for getting caught on camera for this because now everybody can agree that this fucking guy and all the people that are like this guy that show up at airports at 2 a.m., pop up out of nowhere, <laughs> right outside, oh, or yeah. you're half asleep and are like, oh, hey, I got like 50, 60 things. Can you sign for me? Uh, no. Oh, you don't like your fans? You don't appreciate your fans? It's like, no, I don't want your fucking ass to go buy a bunch of meth off the shit that I'm signing for you. Yeah. Remember the motherfucker that sat outside oh, yeah. this office? Mm -hmm. yeah. A couple garbage bags full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I used to just sign a couple for them as well. And then, oh, I got 10 more. 10 more. I won't take up much of your time. Fuck you. Yeah, how, about, how about that, pal? Mm -hmm. So the kids and the fans, it is hard... Um, to like kind of back, that was my thing about the American Century Championship. Like the American Century Championship is an incredibly run operation. That tournament is awesome. Tahoe is beautiful. It was so cool to even be invited and be there. But that Autograph Hound Super Bowl, which is what American Century Championship mm -hmm. is, and that is something they should think about Mark trying out. to figure out. And hopefully that guy last night has opened more eyes. Like, yeah, these. These fucking type of people say, always dudes, by the way. Yes. Just mm -hmm. always white dudes, by the way. Mm -hmm. just, so if we want to pile on even more on a white male, and if you want to get behind something, it's always white males that are doing this. They'll send their fucking six-year-old up to. Six-year-old will come up with a blank piece of, like, photo paper and be like, uh, Mr. Uh, McPat, can you sign this? And then I'll be like, yeah, you got a buddy, little fist bump. And then I'll sign it. And then he'll, he'll like look back and his dad will be like, oh, and he like, he takes out the other, can I get one for my sister? <laughs> and it's like, you sack of shit. Yeah. Like you are a even bigger scumbag. So I actually kind of have some respect that this guy didn't yeah. find some child and pay him 50 mm -hmm. cents to go do the, the bidding for him. And instead he's elbowing. Yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of great takes around the internet last night. Oh yeah. PFT's tweet about how any adult that tries to buy a Sharpie should get a background check. Fucking <laughs> love it. Absolutely yes. love it. I mean, it, you know what I mean? But those people are the fucking worst and I'm happy the world is all kind of coming around on it. And hopefully that'll be a profession that although we'll 
exist will have a lot less respect for it for a long time. They're the ones that always yell, it's for the kids! Yeah. It's for, for the kids! For your fans! <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, I've got to that point now. Yeah. Right? Hey, shut the fuck up. It's awesome. Hop in my car and leave. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> love... One of the most freeing things when I finally was like... I don't have to do this. Not anymore. today. <laughs> I'm not doing because I fly every fucking week. Mm-hmm. So every and they track everything I do. I think they have a Facebook group. I think they're all connected and they message each other like, "Hey, Probably. need this to happen," yeah. and they'll just show up and they're just sitting out there like some sad looking fucking saps. Mm-hmm. And the drivers, whoever's driving me in the local area, is like, "You got a couple fans out here." I was like, "Those aren't fans, pal. Those are scumbags." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is who. And then the driver is like judging me. Right, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't give a fuck what this, this driver don't know. Hey, you just fucking drive, yeah. all right? <laughs> fuck all these people. But then every once in a while, there will be like a family there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll know. Like a dad has like a shirt on, like a For the Brand shirt on, and the kid, you know, is like wearing jorts and a tank top. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck. All right, so listen, driver, we got to stop for them. <laughs> but immediately after Man, that, we are out of here, okay? <laughs> we are out of here. So stop for the kid, talk to the kid, and always, while you're in the middle of it, fucking dickhead comes flying yep. in. Oh, yeah. Hand in car normally. If you get out, just absolutely attack. They're the fucking worst, and I'm happy everybody's starting to realize that. Yeah, there needs to be repercussions. I don't know why we don't do like the casino like Sam did and bring him to the back room and bash his hands with, like a hammer maybe, mm-hmm. and he can't carry a Sharpie or a baseball or anything that he needs to be signed because that guy's not stopping because I believe no, he did no. end up getting an autograph, so I don't know what that else. That ball's the- going up for sale t- Probably this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what. These little fucking scumbags are patient, though. Like, they will wait, mm-hmm. wait, oh, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, and then they'll put it out there if they're able to do it. Uh, go ahead, Zito. Remember when Texas, when uh, we drove from the airport to the hotel, and they followed you? In the parking lot and everything. Yes. And then we, uh, Mr. Cole had to go pick something up from his hotel room or something like that, and then they chased the car. Chased our car, yeah. It was the most insane. It was straight out of a movie. These With garbage bags? Yeah. <laughs> Sign yeah. this. That's and happened I'm here, like, too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. think so. How about that? I'm not signing for you. Oh, all right, we'll see you later. No, you won't. And then I get in the car, drive. They're in a fucking car chasing our oh, yeah. car, following us. I think it was like a 20-minute drive. 20-minute drive yeah. tailing us. Then we get in the parking lot, and we're dropping off Michael Cole. And uh, we get there, and they start sprinting over to our car. I'm like, these motherfuckers. Like, persistent. I respect the persistence. But also, no, you scumbags. Princess Jesus. Diana. Yeah, Jesus this is unbelievable. I think that was the big story last night. It, it made me go to bed positive. Mm-hmm. I was yes. super positive. I'm like, thank you. We need more... We need more of this exposure of these fucking scumbags. Yeah, capture it. We it, need those to be captured. If you see it, send it. Yes. Mm-hmm. See it, send it. And also, do not feel bad for those fucking people. No, no, no. At all. They're trying to charge actual fans of people a grotesque price for something that if you ever see the person... Like, if anybody ever saw me in real life at an event, I will sign for anybody. Except the people that it's very clear, like... uh. You're working here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're working here. Hey, you little kid. You're probably a cool kid. Fuck you and your dad. <laughs> yeah. How about that? It's always, it's a very, it's an interesting thing that I've kind of had to figure out. And you all are going to have to go through it as well. I mean, it's well, going to happen to you all I as well. So. No, no, I think so. Too, especially you keep hitting singles in a celebrity That's software. Right. Uh, uh, not, not even like the money part of it, but like just seeing the way that guy's acting, how anyone on the face of the earth could be like, oh, yeah. 
This guy, normal guy, he loves Justin Verlander. Well, he's a hard, hard, hard worker, hard worker. And, I mean, there's a lot know. of comments below that tweet saying that, oh, this guy's just a fan. He exactly. just really wants it. It's exactly. Like, That's on. always the in. By the way, when they're he's with, one of them. When they're with the people too. When they're with the people, and they're doing for the kids, for your fans, like they are trying to gas up. Oh yeah, yeah gas up the crowd. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done a full like stop. After a for your fans, for your kids. For the fans, for the kids. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then I go to a kid in front of him, sign for the kid, take a photo for the kid. Then as he's shoving something into my face and arm, batting out of hand, <laughs> yeah. and then walking away. Like, it has become one of my only real beefs with life. Now, granted, once people stop asking, right, this is like the whole, when people get famous, they go to Hollywood, and then they start going to everywhere where paparazzi hangs out at, and then they say, I don't get any privacy. Like, I, you have to, like, hey, that's kind of the, Double the game trade here. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when people stop asking and stop asking for photos and autographs, probably dead, not good, that's not what you want. But those people are vermin. Those people are snakes. Those people are sacks of shit. And I'm happy that the world saw it last night. Let's go to some news around the NFL world. Debo Samuel's trainer kind of looked like, uh, never mind. Mm, good shit. <laughs> a little bit. He, he, uh, looked like an autograph hound. Hey, De- <laughs> Debo is a fucking stud, though. Yeah, so this is. guy's got to be doing something right. Uh-huh. First time seeing Debo back in Northern California, mm-hmm. I believe. Selfie video from his trainer saying, we about to get paid. And then... Uh, He's about to get paid. (laughs) What does that mean? Is the Debo Samuel deal around the corner? Is that what his trainer was alluding to? Is Jimmy G about to get traded? And that opens up 20-some million dollars that they could potentially pay Debo Samuel, which we thought maybe was going to be the end game in this whole thing. Remember, Debo and uh, his agent have all the other wide receivers that were on the move. He knows what his market is. He doesn't want to be a running back, doesn't want to take the extra hits, just wants to be a wide receiver. We'll see how it all pans out. But it's good news for everybody, I think, that Debo's working out that Debo still seems to be in high spirits, and that his trainer, who has made this Debo monster, oh, yeah. says we're about he's about to get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much of a team mindset for that guy that he, he lost it. This is good for the San Francisco 49 Well, and the guy he was talking to on the phone when he was with his stepmother or grandmother, I forget, A.J. Brown, he got the four years, $100 million, 57 guaranteed, so you assume it's probably in that area because Tony Dondi is the guy. Tory, Tory. Tory Dondi. You assume that's kind of the baseline for most of these guys because does he rep Terry McLaurin too? And Terry got the three years. I don't think 70. he reps Scary Terry. No? It's A.J. Brown, DK, DK, DK Metcalf, that's who it is. Debo Samuel, yeah. and it was basically every wide receiver that wanted to be on the move. Terry, Hollywood Brown, too. Hollywood yeah. Brown, yeah. yeah. Scary Terry didn't want to be on the move until late. Remember? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. wasn't like at the draft time. No. Right. It was free agency time. No, not free agency, deadline time. Yeah, and they, could, and they got that deal done. Right away. In like two weeks. Yeah. Right. So we've been talking to his team for like two weeks. We're not going to let him go. Tori Dondi has been setting the wide receiver market, though. That uh-huh. one agent. And uh, what would Debo get? And I still, and I've been saying this for a long time, and I sound like Rappaport, after Rapport gets corrected by J.K. Dobbins, and Rapport going like, no, I still trust my source <laughs> yeah, over, over J.K. Dobbins. I still feel like the Niners could just add a little extra money and say, also, we want some running back reps out of you. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fact that they were probably not going to pay any extra for him to be a running back as well, just pay him top wide receiver money and not give him any extra for any running back. And they're like, well, we're not going to take – 
we're not going to take running back hits if you're not going to pay them like that because wide receivers get paid a lot more money and wide receivers' careers seem to be a lot longer and wide receivers don't get beat up as much for an entire season with 17 games. So I still believe there is a chance that Shanahan and Lynch are like, hey, we'll pay you this. And then also we would like some reps at running back because he's a game changer there. Mm -hmm. He's a fucking X factor on the field. But I hope they get that deal done because Shanahan with Debo with Kittle, Kittle and Debo, like basically before every game last year, dapping each other up. Oh, and it's yeah. like, hey, we go, this team goes as we go. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can't wait for all the drama to be past us to see these motherfuckers back on the field. Uh, do you think so? You, like, do they have to do something with Jimmy G to get his contract done? Because I feel like every time well, one of these contracts gets signed, the first year is always like their, their uh, dead cap or whatever, their cap it goes down, like no matter what. Yeah, well, that's cash over cap, and that's upfront money. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Do they have to do something with Jimmy? Well, that's the, I mean, as you're asking a question, I said, well, because the cap isn't real. Yeah, sure. So they don't have to do anything with anybody. <laughs> they can pay everybody max contracts somehow, and they've been able to figure out all the kind of ins and outs of the mm -hmm. contracts and how you go about doing it. Andrew Brandt explained to us about cash over cap. Mm -hmm. So the wealthier owners are at a much bigger advantage than the non, not that no, there's zero owners that aren't wealthy. Okay, okay? Yes. so let's not even get into that. But the ones who have a shit ton of cash on hand are able to put this money into escrow that's a guarantee. Mm -hmm. So the NFL knows that. They're also able to put a massive signing bonus out there that they can prorate over the entire uh, duration of the contract. So what I'm saying is, do they need to get rid of Jimmy to do his deal? Probably not with how we've, our stance mm -hmm. has been on salary cap. But I, I feel like that has been the like pretty clear... Okay, there's $22 million. Oh, yeah, 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 there's $20, $22 million just sitting right there. Everybody's saying this other guy's the starter. Jimmy G last year, very still $20-some million they could have saved if they got rid of him. Mm -hmm. But it felt like the Niners were like, we have a plan. Jimmy's our guy. Jimmy's still in the plans. Jimmy's still in the plans. Even though all of us were like, you saved $23 million, You traded all your first-rounders in the future to go get this quarterback. How the fuck could you keep Jimmy G around? They did. They had success. Then immediately after the season, Jimmy said his goodbyes. Then they said their goodbyes. Yeah. The media said their goodbyes. And then he has that shoulder surgery. Now he's throwing the ball. doesn't have any deep balls. It just feels like the obvious trend here would be Jimmy's contract disappears. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Debo is able to get paid. But we've asked Ian Rapport about that. We've asked other insiders about that. And they've said, oh, that's not necessarily the case. It's like, well, we'll see, I guess. I guess we yeah. will see if that's the case or not. Well, and at this point, didn't they almost kind of miss the boat? Like, you looked at you look at all where all the dominoes have fallen. Like, Seattle's the only team that still needs a quarterback, and they're not going to trade him in the division. Like, granted, someone could get hurt, and he could get moved on later. But at this point, like, are they going to move him? They're not going to take yeah, him. I think they're going to cut him. Yeah, and then because that lets him pick where he goes. Because right? nobody's going to give him anything. Nope. Yeah. Like, what did Nikhil Harry just go for? A seventh, seventh round, round pick in 2024? Yep. That's hysterical. So mm -hmm. I guess Bill got something out of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to turn that seventh rounder into a Hall of Famer. Well, he's, Maybe. he's probably going to bundle that seventh rounder with another one, and then he's going to get trade that player, and then he's going to trade rounds. that player again, and then he's going to go get somebody from uh, South, Hampton, South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> sure. They got a tough program. They do. Good school. Mentally great, not very intelligent mm -hmm. in school, but they fucking can play. But that type of trade is – is that something Shanahan and Lynch would do? Or if they get like a third round pick? What if they don't pick? get anything? Will they put him as a backup? Would Jimmy G be Trey Lance's backup? Can they? 
or for twenty some million. Or would Trey and the team just be if Trey has one bad game, wouldn't uh, fans? Fans, locker room, yeah, just locker went room. to the NFC Championship. Thank Jimmy you. G's love too. They say. everybody oh, yeah. loves Jimmy G. That's a t- that's like when um, Cam Newton in a locker room. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about it. like his energy, his aura yeah. is going to be distracting if he's not a starting quarterback. And they're like, oh, can't handle Cam Newton. You know, he's not one of the top sixty-four quarterbacks in the world. It's like, well, there's more to that when you're building a team. You know, when you're trying to build like a, a guy. And Brandon Bean told us this um, of the Buffalo Bills. When Cam was available, before Josh Allen had got signed, after mm-hmm. Josh had his second year but hadn't had his third year yet. Yes. So it was not a great NFL quarterback as a rookie. He's a rookie quarterback. Second year got better. Third year got better. Fourth year got better every single offseason. Before one of them, Bean was asked about by me about Cam Newton being a free agent. Yeah. It feels like, hey, similar playing style, similar style. They've been compared to each other. Wouldn't that be a good guy to bring in the building? And Bean said, we are going to let Josh Allen know that we are building all the way around Josh mm-hmm. Allen. Like, we, we don't want there to be any discussion. We don't want there to be any confusion. This is Josh Allen's team. If you bring Jimmy G back, and Trey Lance is there, and Jimmy G's your backup, and he's beloved by everybody. How do you just turn off that switch? I'm not 100% sure how you do it. As just a common-sense team-building, camaraderie-building, energy, atmosphere, environment, mindset. I have no idea how you do it. But Jimmy G's been able to handle every situation with grace and class, so sure. maybe that's the case. Well, and there are teams out there where he could go. Like I feel like the Giants. The Browns. The Browns. I feel like the sure. Giants with Daniel Jones. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. It's his last year in his contract. Like, Why wouldn't Dayball just be like, you know what? Let's just bring in Jimmy G, who's a proven starter, who Dayball can definitely work with. They don't really have any studs at wide receiver, but Jimmy's a good enough quarterback. Like That feels like a spot that'd be perfect for him. And, you know, maybe Saquon takes a step. Maybe the O-line gets better because they uh, drafted Evan Neal, you know, like they have a bunch of different pieces they can work with. And if Jimmy G comes in, he could just make that team immediately better. Yeah, and the talk about Daniel Jones is: is this going to be his year with Dayball? Mm-hmm. Uh, because all off season he's looked like a Madden character playing cornhole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's like playing ball. Daniel Jones <laughs> has joined the likes of Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson as he is now a multi-sport professional athlete at the same time. Jones has fetched himself a three-year deal. With the American Cornhole League <laughs> after chewing up the minor leagues all summer. Uh-oh. Guys all, got su- it. all summer? Yeah. Yeah. All He's summer, this guy's slicing and dicing on the boards. <laughs> He's got the sticky side, the slide side. Yeah. Daniel Jones got it all figured out. And why does that photo of him look like it's out of the Oculus? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Is he an actual human? Is this real? I don't know. I, the motherfucker's good at cornhole, which tells me something. He got good muscle memory. You're uh-huh. an athlete. Will that carry over to him being a great NFL quarterback, especially with the debut of those throwback jerseys that Ooh. they just put out there? Clean. I saw Saquon Barkley, who looks healthy, he does. said he's ready to do his thing. Shredded. And we. Was it just terrible coaching? Is that what we'll look back on Maybe. on Daniel Jones' entire career? I've got a soft spot for him. For Daniel, for that reason, and because he's the most athletic quarterback in the NFL, but it—I mean, his coaching situation was was not a. I mean, are you saying one. he's the most athletic because he just fetched a three-year deal, multi-year deal with that? The big thing is we make so much money off of Daniel that Jones. Also, longest but, rush every single game, Daniel yeah. Jones is going to hit the over for whatever the longest rush is. In his rush yards, he's going to hit the over every single time. Yep, blazing because speed. He's got some luck Stacked in him. Out. Oh yeah, he's got some luck in him. Where yes. no play left behind. Mm-hmm. Correct. He has big speed. And over the last few years of his career, 
the team's kind of been yeah, O line's been terrible. Dead. Yeah, so he's for his life, for his life mm-hmm. doing his thing. Draft night, he was mocked and ridiculed for even being selected. Sure, who the fuck's this nerd? The, yeah. What? Who's it? Never even heard of this guy. Gets buried. Goes in there. That team is a fucking what? Dumpster fire is oh, a yeah, compliment? Yeah. Shit show. Yeah, that'd be a compliment. Mm-hmm. So much so the owner actually is on record saying, I'm tired of explaining to the other billionaires why I fucking stink so much. <laughs> yeah. So it is, and Saquon gets hurt. Offensive line gets hurt. Oh, wide There's been turnover. People said uh, Jason uh, Garrett yeah. being his offense coordinator probably didn't help. I think okay. Golden Tate actually said yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I believe if you're in Daniel Jones's family or friend group, you're saying... This guy's been fucked over literally since day one. Yeah. Draft night, nobody gave him a chance. He got buried. Coaching change, coaching change. Now he's getting an opportunity to go with a guy that can go, though, right? Like Dayball. Yeah. You would think. Dayball can go, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the first time where. I think any any of us, not that Joe Judge isn't a fucking guy, and I appreciate the fact that he had a booze and pizza party for the boys. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, fucking nice. wheeling in beers mm-hmm. for the coaches after right. they got fired out of nowhere. And he was a special teams guy. They were also doing push-ups in full pads uh-huh, right. at training camp Jumping as if they're the 10-year-olds and doing that whole thing. Sure. So I, I, you know, there's a lot of... If it works, by the way, we're talking about sure. it as awesome. Yeah. It didn't work, which we kind of assumed was going to happen at the place because these are adults and not, you know, children. But... This is the first year it feels like Saquon looks healthy, feels healthy, has mm-hmm. a chip on his shoulder. Did they fix the offensive line problems at all? I mean, they Evan did. Evan Neal. Evan Neal. Yeah. The Bama dude. And now they got an offense coordinator that seems to know what the fuck he's doing right, who has had success right. at a very high level. Mm-hmm. First round pick last year, also an O-lineman. So, so. Daniel's got to be thinking to himself, hey, this is the first year that I, maybe I'll have a full opportunity to show whether or not I'm going to be an NFL quarterback. Let me go hit these boards also, man. Yeah, and it has to be because yeah. that all about well, that. the New York media should love this too. I'm sure they won't bring this up <coughs> if the you know Giants start one and eight, and they're going to be talking. Oh, it's Daniel Jones. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. got Playing that three-year summer. Back to back years, they drafted a offensive lineman with Andrew Thomas, and then Evan Neal, and they also got John Feliciano, who we know is a dog. Dog. <laughs> they got Feliciano out of Buffalo. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, he, out of Miami, University of Miami, right? Felicia Is that where he went? Yeah. I think so. I believe he went to University of Miami, Buffalo. He's been on this show. They got Glowinski, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they got Glowinski from a Colts. Yeah, West Virginia Ooh. guy. Dog. Uh, got their center back who broke his leg in like the second or third yeah. game last year. He's okay. Captain. Saquon's back. Yeah. Jones is back. Mm-hmm. Bring in some imported dogs on yeah. the offensive line. Change the tone uh-huh. of that entire group. Hopefully, I think Glowinski and Felicia are going to be hey, dogs. Match made I think they're going to be pretty Bash good. Brothers. Yeah, I think they're going to be pretty good friends. Kenny Galladay, they paid him a bunch of money last year. Two he years was, ago, yeah. yeah. He was hurt all year. He was so bad they, last year. Well, I mean, did Dana Jones have any time to throw the ball? Did they have an offense yeah. coordinator with any fucking idea what he was doing? What Garrett hadn't called plays in twelve years, thirteen years. No, <laughs> and this will be the, this will be what? what? How did that? How did that happen? How was that the decision for the Giants? I mean, it's uh, they made a few decisions. Now this is his fourth play caller, right? In his fourth year. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky's out there like you. All worry about Mac Jones is fucking not having an offense coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate Orlovsky's brain and thoughts and that thought. But Daniel Jones, this is the first year where, looking at the season, anybody with a brain goes, I might not be completely fucked this year. Show us us something this year if you want to continue playing quarterback. Don't just win us prop bets. 
Yeah. No, okay. no. Right. Don't just win us prop bets. Let's go and get it. Let's. Yeah. The Giants debuted in a throwback jersey yes. that they're going to wear a few times. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other teams also have new jerseys and throwback jerseys. Wow. This Giants one is clean. Oh, yeah. They had LT in there, by the way, in the video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was pointing at Super Bowl trophies they yeah. won, Super- walking through the building. Yeah. making a comeback? He could. He looks like he could probably still play there. Oh, yeah. LT, I just mean as a person, is he making a comeback? A shark, not dude. so much as a as a player. I don't think I know enough about LT immediately. As soon as I saw him, I said, oh, LT, I think was my first yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. LT's been through some stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah big time. Some real oh, stuff. yeah. I think the, him and Marino travel in the same circles. Yeah. Did the Bills put uh, OJ in their new uh, jersey video? What, or what no? are you talking about? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's anywhere close to LT, but he also has a decorated past. I don't know. They debuted the throwback and trying to get the old G-Men days back. That's uh-huh. right. Ain't that right, Bruce? Hey. Hey, all you suits out there, we're going to get a team back out here in New York. We'll go Giants. Yeah, we stink for saying the Jets. Hell yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be tough for uh, maybe Cornhole will help win over some fans. Uh-huh. The quarterback duel in New York City for fans. Yeah. I think Zach Wilson over. checkmate over. that thing. <laughs> yeah. He went close Sicilian on Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Where's my mom's friend group? I'm going to run through all of them. New York City will love me. So uh, quite an uphill battle. But this is make or break year for Daniel Jones. If not, Dayball will go get a younger quarterback and say, we got to do what we got to do. We did not draft you. We apologize. Yeah, Dan Jones is one you know, dinner with a porn star away from winning those Seriously. fans back over. Let's go to another uh, uniform that got debuted over the last week from the NFL. This is the San Francisco 49ers. Whoa. Whoa the stripes are back. Down. Jeez, San Fran. I see that one. A little old school a little throwback. And then the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, this one's, uh, this one's yeah. clean. Yeah. You know, I think about the punt. That went like 99 yards. I forget who it was, but it was by an eagle, I believe, in the Meadowlands. Uh, quarterback. Uh, Tom Randall Tupin. Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Uh, yeah, he punted like 99 yep. yards or something yeah. like that. Pulling Tom Tupin. <laughs> Tupin punted for the Giants, I believe. I don't know if he punted for the Eagles. I think Eagles. he played for the Eagles for a little bit Maybe. Well. Who knows? Jalen Hurts. Here's another guy. Hey, this is your year, pal. Oh, yeah. Like, this is it. This is, this is yes, a big-time year. They're going all in around him. They brought in, obviously, uh, some weapons for him to throw yeah. to. There's no controversy in the locker room behind the know. scenes. Last year going into the season, the Eagles were a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. everybody thought. This year, they've made moves. They've invested in the team. Jalen's another year around, and these uniforms are going to look good. Oh, oh, oh. They- might have one of the better chances in the NFC East, at least, to win the division. Well, you know, for the last nine years, they haven't had a back-to-back winner in the NFC East. Oh, yeah. That's right. 16. 16 years, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to the Atlanta Falcons debuting a brand-new helmet. Like Look it. at the Coca-Cola red. What? Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Can't. I can't. Fucking Artie Smith isn't going to have this when he finds out, when he FedEx? catches win. Yeah. He, yeah. What are you talking about, uh, my FedEx friend? Also, is Artie We're not getting into it. We did, Artie Artie the, we, did a lot of, we did a lot of, hey, how you doing? This is how the world works yesterday to people. I don't know if we need to do it today. That's a good-looking helmet, though. Oh, yeah. That is a good-looking helmet, and Coca-Cola is a company that's been around a long time. Oh, my God. And is what? What? That is an American treasure, Coca-Cola. Sponsored by Chick-fil-A, too. They also have a decorated little pass as well. What? That doesn't mean anything. The helmet's They're awesome. They're just not open on Sunday. Hey, Mario, good luck out there. Yeah, yeah, good luck, hey, He's Mario. our quarterback, huh? Mario? Yep, no yeah. weapons, really, besides um, Pitts. Uh, Pitt, yeah, Pitts. Yeah. So. Hey, Desmond Ritter. He's going to win a Super Bowl in Atlanta, you said. I love Desmond Ritter. Uh-huh. I think Desmond Ritter's a dog. Yeah. And he's going to look good in that helmet and be able to watch Marcus Mariota and hopefully kind of continue to evolve. Good luck for the Falcons. I... 
Nah. Still got core Daryl Patterson. Well, they drafted too. Drake London. We'll see if he's good. Yeah, him too. They kind of put all their chips in the Deshaun basket, and that didn't work out. That so. basket actually ended up just being a little bit too small. Yeah. That mm-hmm. basket was nowhere near big enough. It wasn't. How much you guys giving? You know, come back home. Come on. Come back. Uh, come on. Family. Uh, Cleveland's offering $230 million guaranteed. You got that? And Lane's like, well, all right. Jesus Christ. We were uh, $7 billion over budget on the fucking stadium. I don't know if we can necessarily just guarantee $230 has them. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, Blank probably screaming up there, but that Falcons helmet looks good. Yeah, yeah could have made a couple calls to Saudi if they really right. wanted to get Whoa, whoa, Let's whoa. Go. Arthur Blank, uh, Home Depot, American Institution. Like, okay. Is, is Take it easy. Yeah, oh, why isn't why is Home Depot stepping up then? Fucking Coca-Cola. Well, because they got college game day. Let's go and to smoke, the... Uh, smoke, Stewart. Fucking. Let's go to the next. The Panthers in the NFC South debuted some new uniforms Ooh. as well. The all blacks oh, with the black helmet. That teal blue... Is so nice. Perfect. I, I'm a massive fan of the teal blue. Now, granted, I'm also an ocean starer and a water fan, mm-hmm. yeah. so I like the good teal blue, a good blue color. Mix that with black. It's a good offset. Yeah. And the black helmet. Oh, Game changer. I fucking love what the Carolina Panthers are doing. You get the richest owner in the NFL before uh, Bob Walton yep. comes in. Uh-huh. Dave Tepper comes in. He's got a what? A, a 3D animation of a Panther jumping around oh, that yeah, they paid yeah. like $7 million to. They're building a new facility until the town says, fuck you. They got new uniforms. We got a new quarterback. We got a new offense coordinator. What? We got a new coach. What? We got a new everything. If we're not going to fucking win, we're going to look good. And we are going to win soon because I'm going to dump every single dollar. Is Christian McCaffrey back this year? Mm, yeah. Let's see how it goes. Let's keep it moving. Next team that debut. The New Orleans Saints add a little Fleur de Lee onto Ooh, the uh, cut. Flower nice. de Lee, whatever the fuck the mm-hmm. Lee is. And also, <laughs> Black Helmet looks good. The Black Helmet is always going to be something that we are massive fans of. Yeah. Good for the Saints. The entire NFC South debuted a new thing. Must be a lot of money going in there. Uh. Speaking of new helmet, how about the Houston Texans? Oh, here we go. Ooh, another red Whoa. one for the Houston Texans. I'll good. tell you what, Dougie Mills is going to be slicing and dicing down there. I think they got a lot of figure out. Maybe Jack Easterby bless all of these helmets. Oh, yeah. uh, but that looks good. And the New England Patriots in a red and white. Now, didn't you guys have this before? 2012 is the last time we wore them. Okay, it's going to look amazing. I'm excited. The teams are kind of changing up the game. Now, is that strictly just to get money and to sell more merch? Yes. Yes. But I like that there's a little innovation. There's a little change. Let's keep this thing optically pleasing. Looks like the owners that have a little bit more money seem to be going in a little bit more, changing some things. There's always going to be the tradition. There's always going to be the old school. But I like whenever they dabble in the uh, the new. And those black helmets are going to look clean. Those new Coca-Cola helmets oh, down nice. in Atlanta are going to be great. Nice. In Houston, uh, congrats to all the teams that get a chance to buy new merch. Congrats to all the teams that might make the most moves now instead of in the season. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Now we're two of sports talk here on one of the driest days in the history of sports. The WNBA is currently one hour and two minutes into a game today. That's right. And we appreciate them doing that. Thank, right. yeah. Thank you, ladies. Last Storm. night was the MLB All-Star Game. Obviously, that mattered. It ended up in a 3-2 riveting page-turning affair that went late into the evening. And baseball is awesome, but it's not worthy of a conversation because I don't know shit about fuck mm-hmm. about it. Ty Schmidt, uh, All-Star celebrations here. A success for the MLB. The home run derby going into the home run uh, into the all star game. You think they'll look at it as hey, this was good in LA? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The guy who wins the MVPs from LA used to you know watch games in the outfield with his dad. There's like a lot of cool moments like that. A lot of first time all stars. No real big controversies. Home run derby was fun to watch. Now we just get right back in the season. Did the polar bear hurt his back? I mean, I he he got in the game, so who knows? But I think. 
there is. I mean, you know, th- this is the kind of thing where maybe seven days from now, eight days from now, like he swings again, tweaks something, and then goes on the DL for 10, 15 days, and we oh. might be saying, hey, he pulled something in the Derby. I don't know. Just my, you know, non-educated eye looking at something. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard not to just be like, oh, he tweaks something. Looks like that guy tweaks something in his back. Yeah. But the polar bear seems to be a stallion. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll get through. Who knows? Yeah, he'll be able to battle. At Boston Carter, you look fantastic, pal. Uh, no bull. You look good. Hey, I appreciate that. It's probably because of the no bulls, if I had to guess. Those things, you talk them up in a fashion that I thought you were maybe bringing the most groundbreaking shoes in the history of shoes well, into are. this office on your feet. I took one look at them. I think they're nice. The design, though, literally looks like somebody's... Like, you know no, what I mean? it's a galaxy. That's, no, so no bull, so no bull is... Uh, one of those artists that puts shit up on the wall uh-huh. and then just like throws <laughs> paint at it. Yeah. Right. Is it's that what it is? Kind of. It sells for like $2 million a pop product because they're so cool. And I don't want to brag or anything, but I did just get a notification on my phone right there real quick. My other pair of no bulls just showed up. So oh! I, I got two pairs this season, not just one. So I'm did, pretty pumped right now. Did he no bull in Tahoe? Uh, as a no, no, no bulls were not there yet. No bull. No bull, though? How do you feel about no bull after we learned about how they operate yesterday? No bull. Well, now that I know that Grand Theft Auto is operating the way it is, I don't fucking care anymore. No bull. Tone Diggs is here. One half of the hammer. Dad, Dad. boys. It's uh, great to see you, Tone. Great to see you. I just want to let you know the sky are up by four on the uh, storm. Oh. Here we go, Sky. Hey. Let's go. At half. Hey. Let's go, ladies. Sky are taking the storm. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. By storm. Yeah. Oh, sad. This guy's How many points does Deladon have? Uh, she's not on one of these teams. <laughs> what? What about what about Candace. Sue Bird? She, Sue Bird is on the fucking she used storm. To be on the sky. What, yeah, yeah, when did Deladon get traded? She was the MVP for the sky. Yeah. All right. I don't know. She might be. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Brianna Stewart joining us yeah, live she's on from stud. No. Beast is a dog. Yeah, she's a baller. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Badass Woman Wednesday here at PMS. We've got Liv Morgan joining us in about 10 minutes, the current SmackDown Women's Champion. She's going into uh, SummerSlam next weekend. Fucking, oh, here Ooh, we go. Ronda Rousey. Uh-oh. She's oh, coming. boy. That's who she's fighting next yeah, week. She's Ronda Rousey. Liv's been on a rocket ship like this because yeah. she's worked her ass off, and she's very passionate. Can't wait to chat with her. Jamie Erdahl will join us in the third hour, about one hour from now, the new host of Good Morning Football. Can't wait to chat with her. And joining us from a hotel in Charleston. What? A man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a COVID survivor, a Ryder Cup champion, a man who beat me at golf at American Century Championship because he's a sandbagger for $50,000. The ever-traveling, always vacationing, A.J. Hawk. What's up, dude? What's up? This is horizontal, so I can't. The camera's over here, even though it should be up top. So we got, how's it look? You look great. Perfect. I'm in Saudi Arabia. I'm not in Charleston. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, quick flight. (laughs) What are you doing? You you making a deal? I'm trying to figure things out over here. You guys were so upset yesterday. I'm trying to get things squared away. Upset. We were not upset. We were strictly <laughs> just pointing out the hypocrisies uh-huh. of attacking athletes when it appears as if every other company has benefited from the same place. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting into it. We spent all day yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was the first time, AJ, where we talked about basically one subject for three hours. Can't do it again. Won't do it again. But I was, yesterday, I feel like we really did the world a service, mm-hmm. AJ. And we don't know. We don't ever do that on this show. I, I didn't get to see the first hour. How was the response from everything online? Like, did you, did, I, was it what you expected? I stayed off my phone last night. I assume there was just a, yeah. I, I assume there was people that are on the one side, people on the other side. And we didn't really 
you know, it's hard to put out three hours of conversation on the Twitter. So you got people asking a lot of questions on one particular video. And then I'll, am I going to be, all right, so my copy and link for other Twitter video yeah. that has every rebuttal to this fucking person's tweet right here. No, I'm not going to do it. So I just stayed off the internet, watched the All-Star game, worked mm -hmm. out a little bit, did my thing. Seems like you took a trip to uh, wherever you are right now. Did you drive or fly? No, we took a we took a quick flight, you know, like what twenty hours over here, but we're here now. A little jet lag, we feel good. What was the oh, airport yeah. like? Was there a lot of masks? Or pretty comfortable? Or is there a lot of pressure on you to fly to where you flew right now? Uh, no, not a lot of pressure. And I, for the record, I'm not in Saudi Arabia. I'd probably what? still be on the plane if I uh, if I was there. Oh, but um, yeah, cool, man. I got a quick couple day trip. I'll be back in in at home in the studio on Friday. Completely random. Uh, that airport in Charleston, only air, one of only airport, airports that actually close, and they open up at like six, six in the morning. It's the craziest thing. What? So you get there like at five in the morning. You can't get in yet until they open the doors. I think quite a few smaller, like smaller airports do. One of the yeah, only that's international airport in it's in, in the world. In the world. <laughs> yeah, do that. that. Yeah, but that was just quite a statement, what we're saying. That was quite a statement. Every airport I've been to has never closed. There you go. Okay, so only airport you've ever been mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. I've been to a couple airports that aren't international, so that is quite a point there. Very weird. I've been to a couple airports where the person that checked me in was also the person taking the bags mm -hmm. oh, and wow. the person waving Jesus yep. airplane down the runway. Five to a player. Yeah, that yeah. stud. Yeah. Absolute stallion. Had walk in, do TSA, like, oh, this interesting relationship with this person. Then you see them like literally 15 feet later and they're like, hey, what's up, man? It's like, oh, what's up, Bill? You were, yeah, well, now I'm taking your bags off. Yeah. And then now I'm checking the plane and now I'm going out there. There are some operations like that. I wonder how much COVID kind of took those out because there's no flights for a long time. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot. I mean, there was that one airline, I think it was American that had 12,000 unmanned flights at the beginning of July. How, about, the, how about them just booking flights as if they had full uh, roster of employees pre-COVID? Like, yeah. yeah, we'll be able to just send out the same amount of flights. Uh, we have a real staffing issue for a lot of the planes and a lot of the people that work behind the scenes. Nah, fuck it. If you build it, they will come, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will, but we won't be able to have, you know, <laughs> host them. We yeah. won't be able to. Nah, not a problem. Let's get all that money. And let's not refund the tickets, by the way. No. Let's hold on to that money and get them a new, new flight out there. Travel is something that got exposed here over the last year. People who have traveled for like 20 years that I know well, not just one particular commentator, but other people that have traveled with, they said this has been the worst experience of travel that they have ever had in their entire lives was it like that for you or pretty good i mean i you know i have a little built-in uh tough adversity with travel with four young kids obviously so doing that wow. is is its own situation but luckily no uh no cancellations or delays my wife's been traveling a lot and she's continue to travel this summer with work and she's had tons of issues yeah it's terrible everybody hates it what do you guys got yeah. playing down there you got a noodling down there i don't know we might we actually went out on a sailboat this morning they cruised us around and got to see all kind of stuff so it's been pretty cool traveling with four kids that's terrible yeah it's not, it's not a vacation you know that like it's, no one's relaxing but it's we're creating memories man they're gonna remember this for the rest of their life absolutely oh, yeah. sailboat in morning charleston oh, yeah how about that's a very old city too has an older feel to it oh, while yeah. you walk around i think they got cobblestone uh -huh. and they got old ass a lot buildings. Of colors on the what do you mean yeah. civil war was started right here fort sumter bro i didn't know that see that was yeah, calm down that's what they say Jesus. they say the first shots were fired from sumter over here 
Oh, that was where they said, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. Uh-huh. Down there, Sumter. No, that was Bunker Hill. Yeah, I think it was Revolution. They shot cannons at the yeah. ships. This, yeah, that uh, started in Boston. That was like, Bunker <laughs> Hill. Pinch you ass. Why is it called Bean Time? Because we're just nasty at flicking beans. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I haven't I heard that. Guess. No beans are safe. I had to guess. <laughs> Flipping beans. <laughs> Flipping beans. All right, let's dive into some sports. Will you be watching the ESPYs tonight with all the kids? Steph Curry plays host. It should be an incredible evening. Uh, obviously, there will be a memorable speech tonight that will change the entire world. From who? Who? We don't know. That's the game. Yeah. Who's who's going to – I'm watching – You mean like Jimmy V? Like we're waiting for the Jimmy V speech? Like somebody's got to do that? Here we go. So you look back and you think about some of the moments through ESPYs history. There are some speeches – that just captivate the entire world. And then there's a lot of speeches, just like most awards show, where, you know, trying to do one of those. Mm-hmm. And instead, you get the entire internet world going, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I, there's going to be a lot less shut the fuck ups tonight and a lot more, hey, that was a very good speech. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what Steph Curry does as the host, AJ. I think Steph will be great. I remember when LeBron did it years ago. He had all the dance numbers. Is Steph going to do all that? Like, you think they're all in and he's going to be performing and doing everything? So I saw the commercial he did. He basically reenacted all the different sports, and it's certainly not his lines. No. After, especially after talking to him at the uh, – no big deal. I got me and Steph Curry. Yeah. Sorry about it. Sorry about Sorry it. Sorry about it. Pretty good. Pretty clean. Oh, yeah. Pretty clean. Seen the show. Knows the show exists. Think that probably means a clip? You think that means probably a clip? Seen a clip or two? I'm sure he's seen plenty of clips, yeah, of you on your high horse or doing something, yeah. Pretty good segment yesterday, huh? Pretty good? It was beautiful, and then I saw the post you put out when you photoshopped it a bit. That looked great. Well, that was, hey, by the way, yeah. Jake Herbie. Here we go. Hey, Herbie. 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 his mark. Herbie, made the show better. Yeah. Made, made it every, hey, way to go. Hey, Herbie. Herbie. Way to go, Herbie. Oh, way to do that whole thing. But, yeah, talking to Steph. Seems like a super cool dude, right? Oh, yeah. All the interviews seems like a super cool guy. They had him saying some very hack shit in mm-hmm. this promotion in the trailer in the commercial for it. I'm like, all right, Steph, let's let you're Steph Curry. You're a cool guy. Mm-hmm. You're a funny guy. You are a dog. <laughs> let's fucking go. You know, like it's it's it all is in, and I think you agree with this because you've had to shoot commercials in uh, CNJ. Let him cut his own promo. That's yeah. right. But a lot of these. Things that look terrible and are incredibly corny are things that are written by somebody else who graduated with a degree in something or had success in something, and everybody is telling the athlete or whatever, like, no, yeah, it was written. This guy, he's a funny guy. You you just do the thing. He'll worry about being funny. Just read it, and then flat every single time almost, it feels like. So if Steph has some good shit and then puts his own stuff, I think it's going to be – I think Steph's going to crush it. I honestly believe Steph's going to crush it tonight. I still, I, I absolutely think he'll, he's going to crush it, but he has huge, huge shoes to fill. Wasn't Russ the host last year? Yeah, Russ. No, that was Sue uh, and that was two uh, Megan Rapinoe. Sue and Megan Rapinoe. That one was awesome. Oh. Last year was leading man Anthony Mackie. Oh, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Two years ago was the fucking all-star cast of Sue, it, Megan, yeah, and Andrew. Have we not watched the ESPYs in years? What oh, is yeah. going <laughs> on? It's been a long time. Do you I think mean, Russ texted uh, Megan and Sue the fucking phone emoji the morning of the fucking ESPYs? Yo, hey, when fucking. he texts you the phone emoji, it means he's dialed in. AJ? 
Yeah, Diggs let me. I, I was not aware of that until Diggs texted it to me an hour or two ago, so thank you. Well, you would have if you were in a group text. You know, yeah, the time you decide to leave. Son of a bitch. Because you need to fly. Huh? I didn't mean to leave the group text. You know that. that. You have to hit six buttons. Yeah. <laughs> to C- confirm it. Yourself. I just have a hard time. If there's more than three people, the group text is tough for me sometimes. It's a business, dude. Yeah, what? You work here. Like that then is- add me back in. Add me in. No, we're not begging you to be a part of this. Yeah. Okay? It's like, too late. This guy. Fuck off, AJ. You had your this chance. All right, you fuck known? off. There's a Jack, lot of keep me out. No, keep that, me out there. That group text, by the way, is good for you. Keeps mm-hmm. you up there. I don't want back in there. I don't want back in there. Well, fuck. You'll be out in the cold with no knowledge of anything awesome that Russell Wilson's doing. There. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Forever. How about that? Let's ride. All right, let's ride in some uh, topics. Uh, Camille Caustic uh, doesn't think that Gronk oh. is done forever. Ooh, wow. wow. She obviously has been dating Gronk, I believe, for years and years oh, now yeah. at this point. Long they're time. a great couple. Seems like they're always happy together, together a lot, doing their thing. She said, I'm an honest lady. And honestly... My heart. I didn't feel like this one is for uh, is a forever one. So I think maybe he'll come back again. Mm. Now, is she? That's via New York Post Sports, who also reported about uh, our questioning of Ian Rapport sure. mm-hmm. in yep. numerous different fashions. Is that them just like you know fucking around, knowing that they can? Because if you just even say that, because everybody already knows and thinks that Gronk's going to come back because he's already retired once and then came back. He's already retired. Like that is going to be with Gronk forever because he's already had this happen in the public eye. But are they just stirring the pot there? Or is everybody around Gronk? Rosenhaus, who's been his agent and his representative for a long time. Mm-hmm. His lady, who's been around him for a long time. I don't know what the other brothers, the other four brothers are saying, mm-hmm. but it feels like a lot of people are saying what we're all thinking, which is week 10, yeah. week 11, exactly. no training camp, no off-season bullshit, not as many hits, and the Bucks are on a run. And Tom Brady gives a call out to old Gronky, you know, who's like one of his best. Hey, we are one piece away from my final season here uh-huh. being another. Do you want to go? Do you want to play maybe like eight games, nine more games? It'll be our last games together. It's just Gronk has been steadfast, though. I'll answer the call, but I am retired. I think on Good Morning America even said, I'll answer the call because I love Tom, but I am retired. But I think the entire world is expecting him to come back. Retirement is not easy. I'd like to see Gronk make a little five-game run, though, and go, what the fuck? That would be fucking awesome, AJ. That would be awesome. I would, don't you think Gronk, at least, that he, I mean, he may be 95% retired in his head, but he knows, too, like, what if it is about week seven, week eight, looks like the bucks are rolling, Tom's been texting me, my body's feeling good. Like, I think even Gronk knows in the back of his head, hey, why not? Why not just go throw my helmet out there and catch about 12 touchdowns in six games and win another Super Bowl? Gronk has said... He has been very not, 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 not going to do it. Doesn't matter. You said week seven, week eight. Imagine if that's like week 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. When it when it starts, the, the groundwork is starting to get laid. Where awesome. Tom's like, hey, bud, how you doing? And Gronk sends like a, a pick of him flexing. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, he's even more jacked. I'm like, okay, here we go. And Tom's like, I miss you, man. We miss you. Sending selfies from like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the cafeteria where they're eating. And there's like a moment like having a standard Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Miss we got the slushy machine back. Gronk, we're good. Like stuff like that. And it, Gronk replies like. Yeah, exactly. Gronk replies like, yo. I'm in the middle of my lucrative acting career here, and they just asked me to jump off of a five-foot platform. I can't do that. I'm coming back. Jeez, Tony. Tony he just acted with Tom in his movie yeah. together. 80 to Brady. Yeah. 
I didn't see that one. Well, it's not out yet. Julian Amendola, Gronky, and Tom, all on movie set, full Patriot regalia. Oh, yeah. That felt good to see him in there, a little trip down Nostalgia Lane, all the good old days. Oh, that's the old woman one? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh 80 for Brady or something. I believe it is the Seahawks one just because Gronk didn't play in the Falcons one. But, yeah, it was a nice little trip down memory lane. Remember the good old days. I'm sure Mac and the boys will be there this year, though. Not worried. (laughs) No bull? No bull. I'm I'm no bull. I'm always no bull. This is unbelievable to think about. Because if you're Rob Gronkowski, top 100 player in the history of the league, the only, like, not the only, was it him and Tom were the only, like, current? Current players on that team, yeah. Right? Was that they were the only ones on the all hundred team? Remember that the the century team? Yeah. And Gronk is out there just chilling as like a fucking thirty two year old next yeah. to seventy five year olds yeah. and sixty five year olds whose yeah. legacies were you know because you've only seen the bangers of all those people, and I I'm not a anti old athletes and old sports, but if you think about music, sports, movies, anything. You don't see all the misses that happen all the time. Only the bangers survive. Highlights are the only thing that survives, unless the person's hated by every media company. Then they will show. <laughs> yeah. But normally, it's only the highlights. You don't see like the day-to-day grind, the downtime, the bad plays, the holdings, the uh, missed assignment, the embarrassment, the whatever, the missed song, the terrible song that ne- nobody will ever hear two months from now because it played and got disappeared, but the bangers that were created six on. So... I think that's why it was so impressive because we've seen Gronk every single and it almost feels like anytime he plays, he makes plays. There's not like has there ever been like a yo fucking Gronk bad game today? I don't I honestly I don't think so, right? Have we ever seen like a depressed, pissed off post bad game Gronk? It feels like he did play 20 years ago and we only see highlights because I don't remember a moment where Gronk fucked up terribly. Do you? No, I, I don't. I don't remember a big drop or anything like that. And even if he doesn't have a bunch of catches, we know he's still a road grader in the run game too, because he's such a great blocker. So, yeah, he'll be back. He's got to come. The back. only bad play I ever remember was the uh, Miami uh, end of the game when he was playing safety. Oh yeah, yeah that was a bad play. Yeah, terrible play. Never did it again. Yeah, that knee brace on too, didn't he? And the elbow brace, I think, is the other one. He, he really his lowlights are all just him getting hurt. It's never him like missing a big play because in every Super Bowl he's played and he had two touchdowns with Tampa and Tom. He had the touchdown against uh, Seattle right before the end of the first half, and then he set up the only touchdown of the game against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Like all the biggest games. Imagine him making that catch against the Giants. Oh, if yeah. his knee wasn't hurt, the one that got deflected, and uh-huh. he's like, what, a foot and a half oh, away yeah, right from it there. or whatever? Uh-huh. He makes that. That's like the type of thing that Gronk did, though. Oh, yeah. Like those plays every single game. I, I hope we get to see him play football again, but also I'm happy he seems to be content moving on with his life. Speaking of being content with moving on with their life, this person's life changed drastically in Las Vegas, Nevada at Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. For those that don't know the WWE world, This lovely lady has been around the WWE for some time ever since she was young. She's been through some things. She's battled through adversity. She's lost teammates. She's lost friends. She's gone to work. She's gotten better every single day, every single week. And now she is the women's SmackDown champion. And next weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, she will be battling the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. Ladies and gentlemen, Liv Morgan. What's up, dude? Guys. <laughs> Pat. What up? What's up, bro? Hey, how are you doing? You're fucking champ now. Is life different? I'm so thankful that we get a chance to interview you. You're, you're crushing it all. Thank you. No, everything feels the same. <laughs> everything feels the same. 
Everything feels good. Um, I'm just enjoying it. I'm just trying to absorb it still, honestly. I don't know. You know, I woke up today, smacked the Olympics champion, so I can't complain. Everything's great. Hell yeah. I saw you traveling with that thing. You were eating with that thing. You oh, were- I do everything with this thing. This thing, I sleep with this thing. It sits oh. in passenger seat and my car rides. Um, just soaking it all in. Liv, when did you know you were going to be a uh, WWE superstar? Is this dream since you were a kid? Did it kind of evolve? How did you get into the entire business? Yeah. So, I mean, the first time I watched WWE, I knew that that's what I was going to do. I feel like it was kind of like um, escapism for me, you know, as I've gotten older and like realizing why I fell in love with wrestling so much, you know, the characters, the story. But pretty much the first time I laid eyes on it, I knew that's what I was going to do. And then so, you know, fast forward a couple years, I'm working at a Hooters and Joe DeFranco walks in. Joe DeFranco, um, he's very... um, world-renowned strength and conditioning coach he kind of just trains you know premier top athletes he was training triple h at this time which he still does and so um oh what are you gonna say something yeah the the midnight workouts remember triple h was posting his fucking midnight workouts on his instagram this dude's like 45 him and stephanie both like 45 50 years old it's like 12 30 at night these motherfuckers are sweating their asses off almost puking they're like Another midnight workout. I'm like, God, you are yeah. such better humans Jesus. than me. You are such Doing better humans. workout. Yeah, it was awesome. So that's Joe D was the one that connected you and you got into it from Hooters yeah. to SmackDown yeah. fucking champion live. It's Let's insane. go. How it's many- insane. I'm, I'm, I'm dead at it all. It's insane. Go ahead, AJ. How do you, what's that path like though? How long was that path from when you first, he, he came in and discovered you to now? Yeah, so that was when I was um, 19 years old. I was 19 years old, and then by the time I received my WWE tryout, I had just turned 20. And then I've been signed with WWE since October 27th, 2014. So it's been just a crazy journey that feels like meant to be like I was in the right place, right time, and just got super blessed and super lucky. Well, I think the thing about you is your energy is always positive. Always positive, especially being around since 2014. Everybody knows how WWE is. <laughs> Traveling, drama, politics. Yeah. Your friends get fired. There's, I mean, there is just so much that could potentially w- weigh you down. It feels like you've always had a super positive energy. Do you think that's because you feel like you're at home? Do you approach every single day like it's your first day? Why do you think you've been able to maintain the optimism and positivity through it all? I think I just, I, I love it so much. I feel like it changed my life. It changed my family's life. Um, obviously, there are hard days. There are days where I felt like, you know, I'd never be champion. But just the the potential that maybe, you know, kind of just kept me going. And I felt like I owed it to myself just to see how good I can be. Like, I didn't want to look back and feel like I wish I had tried harder. I wish I had worked harder. I wish I had done this or that. So I really just try to take it day by day and just do the best that I can. Oh, you're crushing it. You working in the ring is something that you know, never really gets talked about. Everybody sees the shows live and then you hear about the house shows. But you, I think why it's so cool and why me and Cole lose our mind when it happens is like you want to work like on the off days. Like, hey, I need to get better. I want to get better. And you just said you want to like no stone unturned, basically. And how? Yeah. Where's your ceiling? What do you want to continue to do? And when you walk in there with uh, a fresh Honda Rousey uh-huh. next Saturday, what's going to be going through your mind in front of a fucking stadium there for you, Liv? A stadium's going to be there for you. 
Uh, there's so many things that I think there's so many things that I think about um, like one, you know, I know I'm walking into my own championship match as the underdog. I know that people think that I'm only champion because I cashed in on a less than 100% Ronda Rousey. That's money in the bank. That's what yeah, the suitcase you're supposed on. to do that. I know. I know. But, you know, I feel like I'm walking into this match where, you know, I'm the underdog. People are doubting, can I pull through with a Ronda Rousey that's at 100%? And so, you know, I've sat I've sat with this and I've thought about it. And do you know why I know I'm gonna, Pat? Is because, one, I love it more than her and I want it more than her. And then also, like, I didn't, like, working at Hooters, there was UFC nights. I'm serving wings and I'm watching Ronda Rousey dominate in the UFC. And as I'm serving wings to my customers, right, I'm watching her just kill it. Um, but I didn't grow up wanting to be a mixed martial artist. I didn't grow up wanting to be a UFC champion. I didn't want to, I didn't grow up wanting to be an Olympic athlete. I grew up wanting to be a WWE champion. And so I'm a WWE superstar through and through that lives and breathes and dies for this business. So that's why I'm going to survive Ronda Rousey and I'm going to defend my championship. Oh. And I'm going to win Smackdown Women's Champion! Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, uh, Liv won the Money in the Bank briefcase in Las Vegas at Money in the Bank. She had to climb a ladder. Seven other competitors in there. Uh-huh. Women. She fucking... ladders. Bro, hey, how about the ladder? How about the ladder fall? She, the ladder falls, tips over. She balances on the top rope with the ladder sideways on two things. Kicks it back up. Fucking goes on to do her thing. Sunset flip bomb, I think, off the top. I mean, you fucking killed it. Then you go on to become Thank champion. You. We're all very excited to watch. I can't wait. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Liv, was there anyone growing up while you were watching the WWE that kind of inspired you? And would it be someone that you would honestly want to have like a run with maybe as you are a WWE SmackDown champion? Yeah, I feel like um, Lita, you know, um, she was the kind of first female wrestler that I feel like I resonated with. She wrestled the boys, she wore baggy pants, and I grew up with four older brothers that I, you know, wrestled with in my backyard. I considered myself such a tomboy. So here's this woman that's working the boys and wearing baggy pants and sneakers. I saw her and thought, you know, maybe she could be my friend. And that's something that kind of I hope to give my fans. But Lita, I feel like we'd have an amazing program. Oh, hey, what just happened there? That feels like that was a little... Ooh! <laughs> After Ron Rousey! Hey, Lita, oh. how you doing? Um, whenever you see the WWE Universe has taken to you, you know, over the last, like, two years, I think, you've been super-duper over, and uh, I think it's well-warranted and earned, but there is, like, the... We're here for live signs everywhere. How was that just, like getting a chance to experience the fans that you have worked your ass off for, like show appreciation for you. Like that had to be a pretty cool little moment yeah. for you that you're probably, you're still in the middle of right now, but could you feel that? Did you know when that was starting to happen and what was it like? Yeah, I feel like around Money the Bank last year, um, leading into it, I remember I'd cut this one promo on SmackDown that was during commercial break and they'd asked me, how do I feel going into Money in the Bank? And I just said, you know, this is my time, how excited I was and the crowd broke out and you deserve a chance. And I feel like that was kind of like the first time that I realized um, the support that I had. 
And then ever since then, you know, it's kind of just elevated and taken this life of its own. But I just feel like it's because, you know, the crowd knows me. They know my heart. They've been watching me do this the last eight years without, you know, any promise of anything, you know. So they just they want me to succeed. And it's made all the difference. I feel like I wouldn't be in this position if it weren't for them. They've kind of made it like undeniable for me. Oh, undeniable. You, you mentioned watching, seeing Ronda Rousey fight when you were working and serving wings and stuff. Uh, were you a fan of Ronda's or are you a fan of hers now? Like, is it going to be weird to go against her again? Um, I I was a fan of Ronda. I still am a fan of Ronda. You know what she's done for women's sports. Like I said, women's wrestling in general, you know, that is also undeniable. But I'm... I feel like my my life is on the line. You know, it feels so much bigger than defending my championship. Um, this is what I worked my whole entire life for. Um, so it's just not anything that I take lightly. I have to, I don't know how to prepare necessarily, you know, prepare to get my ass kicked. Who knows? But all I know is I'm going to survive. I'm going to take and I'm going to eat every single thing she gives me. Because like I said, oh, I love oh, her. Yeah. I want this more and it means more to me. I love it. Let's go, Liv. Yeah. Oh, let's I know. Go. I know. Let's go. I'm prepping myself now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, son. Liv, I saw on your Twitter that you are a fellow Pison. Um, does that give you a connection to Pat when he's on the announcer's table then? Because he's a fellow Pison. And is there any chance you're going to do the Swan Tony Bombini yeah. uh, against Ronda this week? The Swan Tony Bombini is one of my uh, finishers. Yeah. Obviously, yep. I missed theory on that. <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, but let's not let's not remind <laughs> Corbin yeah, uh, what could be coming. How does it feel to carry on the legendary Paisan tradition in the WWE and uh, maybe a Swanton? Any new moves debuting at SummerSlam? Or is it, hey, let's go back to our foundation? I'm, I'm, I have to be as prepared as I can be. So, of course, you know, I'm in the ring, I'm working on some new stuff. Maybe I'll get a chance to whip it out. Maybe I won't. I'm going to have to kind of wait and see. (laughs) I've never done a Swanton. You know, maybe, maybe that's the missing piece. Maybe that's. The seal. It's a swan oh ten. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a swan ten. There's a fly in here. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the fly wants to be around the the greatness yeah. there. It's a swan ten bombini. Okay. It's different. Bombini. Swan ten bombini. That's it. Listen, it might make an appearance. <laughs> it might make an appearance in Nashville. I might, you know, might have to Whoa. bring it out. Go ahead, Todd. Well, well, if you're gonna do it, I can't do it. No, you do it better. You're the fucking champ. No, you do it. You do it. I'm it's a, your stuff. It's your stuff. It, well, I've only had one match. Yeah, true, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's also Jeff's stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 everybody's stealing everybody's shit. Go ahead, Ty. Liv, you, uh, you guys obviously are traveling everywhere. You work a lot, and you're the you know the women's champion. But do you like? will you get jitters before you go out uh, to like any of these events, like whether it's WrestleMania or one or the other premium live events, like do you still get jitters when you go out in front of the crowd and you know there's a hundred thousand plus people out there, uh, you know, expecting greatness from you? Yeah. I mean, um, I pace back and forth. I'm a big pacer. I'll walk in a circle. I'll just circle, circle, circle. My stomach will hurt. I'm like, Ooh, do I have to use the bathroom? You know, I'm freaking out, but you know, it's so crazy. And since I've become champion, I'm still nervous, but I'm so much more relaxed. It like, you know, just gave me kind of like a validation that I hate that I needed. You know, I'm much more, I feel like composed, still nervous. Cause I feel like if you don't get nervous, you don't really like care, but um, it's different nerves. Confidence, right? Champ nerves. They're champ nerves. Oh, <laughs> champ oh yeah. nerves. Champ like nerves. <laughs> like feeling as if you said validation and then you get the crowd saying like, you deserve it. And I mean, anytime somebody has a title over their shoulder in the WWE, 
It means that, you know, a lot of people in very important places in the business are like, hey, she fucking deserves this right mm -hmm. now. And there's also a lot, hey, by the way, it's also a lot of like, for the good of the company, like, hey, this is it. Your merch sales have been crushing. Your, the signs for people have been, the pop that you get is huge. Hey, you're good for business too, Liv. You gotta fucking, I, I hope you fully comprehend that. I, I guess that could get distracting, but you're fucking good for business too, Liv. Thank you. I, I try not to, honestly, I just try to do my best. I try not to look into it. I try not to read into it. I just Sorry. try to show up and do my best. But it means so much to me because I kind of came up in an era where we were just kind of discovering the four horsewomen, you know, and um, kind of feeling like I'm getting lost in the shuffle of these amazing women. And so, you know, to not be a four horsewoman, to not be a generational superstar, to not have any famous friends or family, to just have done this just on, you know, hard work, um, it, it means so, so, so much to me to kind of, you know, be recognized. Uh, and I hate that for me. You hate that? Well, I don't want to, you know, have to feel like I need to be recognized, but it totally, I totally did. Oh, <laughs> here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So it's kind of a constant inner struggle. Why do I need this? But I feel like I shouldn't need this. But then when you got it, you got excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I, it happens to me every fucking day, Liz. Uh, behind the glass, uh, Nick has a question for you. Fellow Paisan as well here, huh? Fellow Paisan. Hey, Liv, speaking of being recognized, have you uh, had a chance to meet the young phenom uh, Ezekiel? He's the younger brother of Elias. Yeah, you know, I've come across him a couple of different times. It's crazy because his vibe, his aura. You ever seen them both together? Whoa, AJ. Hey, hey, shut whoa. up, AJ. There was that one. There was that one interview they just done. Yeah, together. Right. That was the first time, first time I've ever seen it. Yeah, AJ. Um, haven't seen it since. But I don't know. Ezekiel kind of keeps his different his distance, so I just let him do his thing. Zeke's number one freak. So Zeke, she has seen Zeke. She's seen them both. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. seen them both at the same time. Yeah. That kind of puts a... Hey, that sucks for you, doesn't it, AJ? Huh? She what just kind of dunked on your face right there. Have you ever seen them together? Well, it's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, yeah, I fucking did, actually. Yeah. Thank you for that, Liv. That puts a lot to bed. Let's go. They just did an interview together. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, Liv, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck next Saturday. Uh, good luck this Friday. Can't wait to watch what you do. And um, you're crushing it, dude. You should enjoy the hell out of it, and I hope you are. Uh, I am. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a good day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the champion. Liv Morgan. Yeah! How do you feel about that? Like a fucking idiot? Yeah. She just called him a Mark. Eat yeah. shit, Mark. Exactly. <laughs> I did let, everybody, let everybody get their, their <laughs> right, Let's get to a break. Let's get to a break. Thank you to Liv for joining us. Uh, she's, I assume, very, very busy with uh, PR right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I assume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Hey, Liv, uh, would you want to have Liv on the show? What day? Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you to the WWEPR for making that happen. Thank you to Liv for something by. That is a real thing. You should see the little kids at these shows. Like little. I, what do you mean? I, I brought them. I came to a premium live <laughs> event and brought my kids. Believe me, I, I saw up close. We don't, they don't even follow it that close, but they were absolutely in awe and they love Roman Reigns, every one of them now, too. Yeah, well, yeah. travel cheese. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, you have to. Days. I mean, that makes sense. But like, whenever. When like Liv comes out, these little girls, the reactions in like the the awe, and I'm not around a lot it's of little cool, humans. Man. It is. It's just a full. And that at that moment, there might be an inspiration that is set in a life that's changed. It's like super. It's a really cool thing to get to watch live every single Friday night. I'm very fortunate to do so.
I've, I've watched that firsthand. Like my daughter loves basketball, plays soccer. She likes it. She loves basketball. We went to Ohio State girls basketball game. The point guard, she's a stud. She's from Dublin. And like, it gave my daughter like legit confidence. Like I could possibly do this. Um, that's her dream is to play point guard at Ohio State and whatever, continue to play. And now it's like a reality because we saw that girl play and that girl coached her at camp. So I believe me, I, it is super powerful. Hey, your daughter's smacking wood or whatever on defense side of the ball? Hell yeah. She's trying to. I, I hated playing defense. So luckily she plays harder on D than I do, but uh, she'll get her shots tackler. up. She'll get yeah. up 25 shots in the game. She there it is. Need that. All-time leading tackler uh, in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Hates playing defense, but... <laughs> defense in basketball is terrible. I hate playing defense. You Prove to me you can hit a three-point shot. That's what you got to do to me. Yeah. What happens if you can? Then prove it. You can do it over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> the, the constant bend. It's tough. And then exposure. You can get got oh, in basketball. Anytime. Bad. And me making fun of you for hating defense, I don't think I've ever once tried on defense in a pickup basketball game. Ever. No. Ever. Actually, full conversations before games. What's your style? You trying? Well, I'm playing a few weeks or whatever. Okay, well, this ain't my fucking guy. Somebody got him. He's the same exact size as you. No, nah, nah. this guy's built different than me. What are you doing? You shooting threes? Yeah, I'll probably shoot for threes, hang out. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. I got this guy. Yep. This is my guy right here. So it's a little different, I guess, whenever it's actually competitive and for a league and potential scholarship and stuff like that. But I do like the fact that she has mentors and people to look up to outside of her own father on both ends of the court, AJ. Yeah, they need stuff outside of, you know, kids don't listen to their parents, so they need other people. Is that real, Ty? You heard that? Uh, a little early for that, but we'll find out. <laughs> she At what know. stage does, yeah, she start listening to the show, yeah. Sloan? Uh, prob- I mean, all she does is eat and sleep right now. She's not doing a whole lot else. So. <laughs> a lazy kid. Or lack Go. thereof. Are you worried about work ethic? It's yeah. one of these millennials. Jeez, is this the alpha generation? What is this? The- oh, my God. Do we know what generation? I haven't looked into that yet. I'll have Gamma? to do that. I think it's the alpha. Okay. That's a good generation to be in. Hey, AJ. Pass on to that generation. <laughs> remember that? I do remember that. Yes, I do. But are you sure you're not in the alpha generation? Alpha. Checks out. Wow. Let's go. That generation's going to stink. That's no. a great. I don't know. I think that beta. generation's going to do it. The next one's yeah. going to be tough. That generation's going to do it. They're oh, yeah, t- yeah. Because weak time, hard times, strong soft men. asses. Strong oh. men. Huh? Yeah, well, soft hard, times. Hard heads equal soft asses. Got it. Nailed Soft times, bro. Coach JB. Yep. So That's Alpha right. will be, yeah. I got some, um, not doing it. We did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I have a source. Oh, you didn't see the breaking Sis news? In Live. What was what? breaking Oh. Not Live Golf. Live Golf, not Live More. There's other, right. there's other uh, overseas uh, breaking news. What happened? You know, a certain uh, trick shot team. It's under some, someone under some fire. Who? Jabberwockies? Zito just said something in my ear, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Zito is Zito. Dude, perfect. Okay, yeah. I trust. Yeah. So that's what Zito just said in my Dude, ear. Perfect. Right? Actually, I think Z- that's exactly my reaction. I think they're sponsored by Cutter, and people are not happy. Dude, perfect's taking Cutter money. Wait, Cutter the gloves or Cutter the country? The gloves Cutter, would be awesome. Cutter so the, the country. country. Dude, perfect is in bed with Cutter. Just Uh-oh. real quick. Are all these people that are mad at them? All these people that are mad at Dude Perfect not going to watch the World Cup? Because then. Wait, are people really mad at Dude Perfect? What'd they do? I don't know. I have no idea. I would be mad if it was the gloves, AJ. (laughs) Because who knows who they're in I thought the gloves may have been Saudi backs, the cutter gloves. Yeah. That would have been. 
possible. <laughs> they are so good. Those oh. gloves are so good. Yeah, those oh, are the ones. Sticky. So sticky. <laughs> so did you wear them or no? No, but I loved them. Loved I did them. like them. I, used to, I couldn't wear them because they were too sticky. So like yeah. literally I couldn't get the ball off the glove to punt it. You know, like it was mm -hmm. like it would uh, do that. But every once in a while, if I want to go fuck around and practice, I go to like one of the teammates. Hey, you got some of those cutters? Yeah, all right, pull. Rip them apart yeah. in the bag mm -hmm. and then put them on your hand. And then somebody just throws it. And you don't even have to squeeze your hands. That thing just would hit the thing and just, uh oh, there's a catch. You look like the uh, sticky finger bandits. Yeah. That's yep. what those cutter gloves were. They got banned from the NFL. Uh -huh. They just can't fucking use these. Okay. <laughs> not only are they not paying, but also people that have zero. You could put that on your forearm. You could just tape one of those on your mm -hmm. forearm, and that thing would just. Those were awesome gloves. Those oh, things were amazing. Were the best. Next level. You're what? telling me the, the league banned them? Yeah, I think so. Remember, because he had. They, A while ago. Yeah. That was when I was playing huh. still. I don't know. I see, I never wore them. I always wore. Well, I, I wore. I think I. It was Reebok gloves when I first got in the league, and then Nike. Yeah. Just team. Nike, obviously the best. Nikes are awesome. Nike. Bro, there's some Jordan. I took my son to get some gloves for football this year. Brand Jordan has some unbelievable yeah. football gloves right now. They are sweet. Grip or look or feel? Everything involved. All of the above. North Carolina has some unbelievable gloves that are also Jordan Brand. They're so sweet. What were those gloves that got sent to us that were yeah, uh, sticky, oh, yeah. the stickiest gloves ones. of all time? They were like cutters. They're basically like cutters. Oh, just, yeah, you caught, was that the one you were catching passes yeah. on? That one clip? Now, I will say, without the cutter or the I can do that catch whenever. All right, now I had to catch like thousands of balls like this for holding. So hands pretty good, pretty solid. But it is nice when you just have to basically smack something. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I got it. Catching the side of a ball on mm. like a 40 yard, 40 mile an hour pass. <laughs> Let me go ahead and grab this thing. It's insane. That is cheating. That's what all the old heads, old wide receivers are pissed off about, right? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, because like, they used, if they had gloves, they used the old school Newmans. Remember the Newmans, like where I had a pair of Newmans I got when I was like in third grade that all three of our brothers, we all shared because it was that big a deal. And they were old and wool and not sticky at all. And then what was that shit they used to dive into? It was like a- uh, yeah, gorilla grip type deal. The, the, I remember watching like old NFL footage of guys in locker rooms like diving into it. And at one point, it had to be banned. It was like, no shit, you yeah. <laughs> I think it was like maybe even like some uh, out of trees. What comes out of trees? Sap. sap. I think there was like some people using sap and shit on their hands. Very it was dangerous. like. Ever since the beginning of time, people are going to try to get an edge. Mm -hmm. And then Cutters came through and was like, don't you worry about it. We'll fucking just put goddamn duct tape on your hands. You don't have to do a thing. That's right. right. Oh, wow. I mean, that was pissed. The boring. disrespect. Jesus Christ. How can we? I'm on a delay from you guys, first off. I said it right on time. Oh, that's our fault, obviously. You go on no, your seventh your vacation. Uh, yeah. How do we get better internet down there? Is there any way to not get better? Internet's okay, but it's FaceTime because when I do it, uh, even back home with the uh, you know legit, you know plugged in, it's, uh, it's still that? like delayed a little bit. <laughs> Who's that? What the fuck's going on? Is that, that Axel? Axel? You got a lot of stuff happening, bro. We're good. <laughs> the beginning of the last hour, when you were starting. Hey, by the way, right. real quick before you get that, Better took a dump on the little baby sailboat we were in. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Beast. I had to pump it. You have to pump. It's a marine toilet. You got to pump it to get it out. I'm just pumping these little turds everywhere. It was terrible. No, <laughs> like death. That's awesome. But yeah, what were you saying? Can't, well, what I was going to say is maybe there was a little bit of a lingering effect from the dump on the sailboat. You did not seem to be about anything the beginning of last hour. I what asked you, you a couple questions. You were giving me four word answers. <laughs> uh -huh. Do you remember that? Oh, like, yeah. Four word answers. Like, what of it? It's like, oh, this, <laughs> is this guy, are you guys okay? No, this is my problem. 
I get distracted. Okay, so this stupid camera that follows me around on this new iPad, at least on my end of the screen right now, it cuts off half my face. Is that how it shows no. on the feed? No, no you look very perfect. good. Okay, good. Because if you see, if you notice, I've been chasing this camera all day long. I'm, I got to stop doing that. Now, can you get up real quick and see how much it will follow you? No. But oh, yeah. oh, oh, the whole thing. It works. Hey, that thing's going wherever you go, pal. That thing works for you. That's really That's cool. Sweet. That actually is pretty good. That's the Al Michaels setup. Yeah. Thank you, Al. That's awesome. Well, I don't think he created it. I'm just saying, like, oh, so I wasn't talking very much. I wasn't giving you many. You just seem, it, it seemed like you were going through it at the time. It seemed like, oh, this guy is going through well, you know, it. Every, you know, we're just sprinting place to place, downpour. All of a sudden, yeah, we're good. What is going <laughs> on? Yeah. <laughs> Down. Was it raining? Soaked. Was it raining while you were on the sailboat? No, no. We uh, got back. To, yeah. That would have been a Truman show. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways, mm -hmm. we're thankful you uh, make time for us on your vacation. You're the absolute best, AJ. Boy, AJ. AJ. Thanks for pumping the poop out of the sailboat from Vetter. Uh, mm -hmm. The talks tables here, Ty Schmidt, Boston Connor, uh, one half of the hammer, Diamond Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. We appreciate the hell out of you. And joining us now this is a massive ordeal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go. The Emmy Award winning show of Good Morning Football had a role to fill. They needed a host. They scoured the globe. Who can handle three hours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Monday through Friday, all year round, mm -hmm. talking NFL football all the time. Oh, yeah. Who has the juice? Who has the energy? Who can go in there and make the Emmy Award winning show better? You know who they tapped into? <laughs> A former college basketball player and fast pitch softball player. Whoa. Somebody that has covered college basketball, college football, right. and NFL football. Right. An absolute badass, the new host of Good Morning Football, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Erdahl. Yay! How are you? What's up? Hey, congratulations. Hey, congrats. Big, big time show. Um, immediately. I can't believe I convinced him that I was the person to do all that. Well, listen, the humility you just displayed there is probably the reason why. We've obviously all seen you work. You're incredible. You're professional. You're smooth. Your transitions are great. What is it going to be like hosting Good Morning Football? Have you ever hosted a show before? And uh, have they had you go through any classes? Have you had any practice runs? How did this whole process go? Uh, I've hosted uh, now and again, mostly college basketball stuff during the regular season, you know, um, halftime post-game shows, whatnot. Um, CBS has some digital stuff that I did. I used to do like a lot of fantasy football when I first got to CBS. You know, I've done sports talk radio here and there, but when it comes to 15 hours of television a week, um, never before. So, you know, lock and load. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any uh, a previous relationship with Shregs or Kyle or anybody else on set there? I mean, that's a it's a rowdy group of boys you're walking into. Yeah, like, wow. yeah. yeah. no, literally, I didn't even meet him until I had the job. Um, I. Oh. That we that we've done one secret show that we'll laugh about five years from now because you know we got into it on a couple different topics and we just were like this is something we're gonna remember for a long time and but it was awesome we went and had lunch after we had some beers we hung out and we right. just were like this is uh, this is gonna be a good thing so uh, but Monday when we start together I find this like the more I think about it um, like everyone's just going to watch us grow together on live television because we really haven't been able to do much just because they're still doing the show. They want to enjoy their vacation. 
you know, it's, it's, you know, life stands in the way. So we're just going to roll with it on Monday. Yeah. They're coming out of like, what, a three month vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just about. So, I mean, that should be, uh, you, you guys should hit the ground running together. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah. what was the whole audition tryout process? Like, was it, was there a lot, you said you didn't meet Cal or Shregs beforehand, but was there a lot of face to face meeting, a lot of like tape? What, what was it like the, to get the gig? Cause Hey, everybody wanted that job, Jamie. Everybody wanted that job. It was a lot of uh, just a lot of conversations with a lot of people that are in charge of the show or have their hands on the show. Um, And it just it it wasn't it wasn't so much like testing my knowledge or, you know, I think they trusted that I had the background and the TV chops to do it. It was more that, as you guys just said, like this is a lot of TV and it's a lot of football year round and you have to have the stamina and the creativity to be able to hang. And, and it's almost an easier job in season, right? Like you, on Mondays, you're talking about 12 games. On, on Tuesdays, you're wrapping up the whole weekend. Wednesdays, you start to have fun with it a little bit, looking at the next week. But are you having fun in May and June? And are you coming up with stuff to talk about on July 20th? And and that's the kind of the person that they wanted. And again, somehow I told them it was me. Okay, so you've always been around sports, though. Love sports. What is it about sports that you love, and why have you found such an appreciation for football? You think? Um, I'm just I'm very competitive. I like you can't I can't see like a ball laying around a gym if like the team hasn't showed up yet. Like I'll go out and I'll start shooting. I have to scamper off when the team comes out to warm up. If the football's laying around on the field, I'll flip it. You know, until somebody shows up and tells me to put it down. Um, a lot of juice. Got juice. Got a lot of juice. Got a lot of juice. I'm sad. I'm sad that I wasn't better at anything that I did, that I didn't get to do something professionally. I just love being around it. If it wasn't going to work out for me being on sports TV, frankly, I didn't really like love being on TV enough at the beginning. Like I wasn't going to go do the weather or the news. Like I was just going to go work for a team or a college. Like I just wanted to be around sports. It wasn't really about like seeing myself on camera. You've been on in sports in big positions for a while now, but this is a whole new game. Hey, Emmy award oh, winner. Yeah, that's right. Top of the line. Are you moving to New York? Have you lived in New York in the past? And what's the transition to like now? Hey, a lot of a lot of happy hours, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of have a lot of handshaking, a lot of that shit, right? Early I mean, that, that's really what the yeah, 4 a.m. wake Early up. Yeah. It's a whole new game, right? It's a whole new life. Yep. So um, my husband and I lived in New York when we were dating and we're both from Minnesota. We went back there when we started having kids and we've been in Minnesota for a couple of years. But now we are moving three year old, one year old and the 80 pound black lab to New Jersey. And uh, we bought a house in New Jersey and that's where we're going to our home base is going to be. And I'm going to go to the city every day at 445 and hang out with some of the investment bankers, I guess, (laughs) 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 on Wall Street and. Um, yeah, it's awesome. But really, the blessing here is that I don't have to travel anymore, which is amazing to say around my kids. Um, you know, I, put, I told my three-year-old I get to put the suitcase away, and that's fantastic. And I get to put my kids to bed every night. So it's great. Hell yeah. What is your, yeah. Uh, is your husband excited about the move, and, and what's he going to be doing in New York? Yeah, yeah. So his company is based in New Jersey. Um, it's just great for our whole family. Like in football season, Last year, for example, like we saw each other on Sundays, maybe we passed each other in the airport on Thursdays, like we were on the road constantly. And so this move, while it's 
fantastic professionally. It really fits our family because now he gets to just go to his office. I'm sitting in his office right now, actually. He gets to go to his office, and uh, I bum off his Wi-Fi because we're living in an apartment right now in the middle of New Jersey. It's not good for all the close quarters. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we all get to be under one roof again, which is great. What's the quote on the wall there in your husband's office? And have you learned anything about him since going in there and fucking working from there? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. Hey, he don't fuck around. Wow. Listen, in a world full of gazelles, be a lion. (laughs) What? Everybody wants to be a lion until it comes time to do what lions have to do. What? Yeah, so... What's he do? Is he a motivational speaker? Is he Gary V? Are you married to Gary V? Holy shit. (laughs) I know. No, I am not. But he might be the Gary V second coming. No, he works in... Orthopedic. I don't even know what he does. He works for a medical device, orthopedic trauma. Oh. You know? He's much bigger brain than all of us yeah, here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he he was a he was a kicker, Pat. He, he kicked in his time. For the brand, big brain guy. Motivator. Yeah. Let's yeah. fucking go. <laughs> okay. Hey, tell him I said hello and I appreciate his service to the game and also yep. the quote in his office. So every day he walks in there and he's like I ain't no so. bitch, man. <laughs> let's ride. Let's go, let's ride. dude. Did you have to, um, did you, let's ride. Let's ride. Did you have to do any of the segments that they do? Like, um, if you had to pick a snack that described uh, Tyreek Hill the best <laughs> yep. and your life with us, did you have to do any of the segments that they, they get very no, creative that, with the segments. That's an excellent segment. I think that one, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I didn't have to do that one. I did I did a silly one. It wasn't even silly. It, it didn't even make sense to me. It was like top five underrated scary quarterbacks, which to me is like a category. Exactly. Yeah, there bingo. Is. Jamie, that's every day, Jamie. We watch Good Morning. But I'm like, how is a quarterback underrated? It's literally the 32 most important jobs in the most talked about. But we got through it. It was a segment we did. But no, I feel like. Jamie, 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 I don't want to cut you off, but like. You're going to have to dive yeah. into their yeah. world. There's not, a, there's not a common sense, like, no. it's, <laughs> starting quarterback in the end. Like, yeah. We watch Good Morning Football, Jamie, every morning, yeah. and we're a fan of the show, big fans yeah. of the show. But there are some things that pop up where, like, massive respect for them having mm-hmm. to have that conversation oh, yeah. right now. Because it is very difficult not to just be like, oh, this isn't real. Yeah. This is not. No. But there's a lot of hours, a lot of conversation. They have some incredible segments, though. That's why they're Emmy Award winning. Totally. I'm excited. I, I feel like I got to come in there with like five or six new creative things that I have to lay out every two weeks to make sure that I feel like I'm bringing something to the table. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, whatever. It's football. Football is fun. Make it fun. Be creative. What if What if you went in there and said, all right, describe each team as a famous quote. And you're like, I got Chicago. You know? <laughs> Easy. And they're like, you know. Okay. Well, yeah. If you're going to be a bear. <laughs> Don't, don't be a Chicago Bear. Ever. No. Be a Grizzly. <laughs> yeah, that would be, good. I mean, that's home run segment right there. It is. Crush. Back-to-back Emmy. Anytime you need us, not that you do, yeah. anytime you need a little brainstorm <laughs> sesh, Jamie, we are here for you. Uh, go ahead, Tone. Jamie, are you going to miss uh, Nick Saban's joyous attitude uh, when you're asking him questions at halftime? Is that what you're going to miss most about the CBS gig? Yeah. I really am. Um, after, you know, I, I was on that crew for four years, and last year I found some of our interactions to be the most entertaining, mostly because it it might not get old to win that much, but it gets old for me to just continuously interview that man after he, like, beats a team by three scores. So I enjoy, like, at the Iron Bowl when they were down, like, 17 nothing to Auburn, and 
literally all I said to him was like, what's the problem here? I don't, you have issues that are unfolding and it just, it, it, he's a great, I, I like him. He challenges you. He makes you respect the game. And I learned a lot from him. Um, I am going to miss that. I am going to miss that. But I, like I said, I'm not going to miss traveling to Tuscaloosa. I like Tuscaloosa. It's just hard to get to. Yeah. A lot of those college towns, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many years covering college football? Four. Four in the SEC and then four in the NFL before that. He's just been kicking ass. Oh, wow. kicking ass. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Jamie, is a little re- uh, relieving the fact that Jason McCourty will also be, you know, sitting next to you and it'll be his first year too. And have you guys kind of had already a little bit of a relationship as the new guys in town? Is he? That's what we saw. Oh. Oh. Whoa, 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 what, what happened there? I don't know. Is he? That's not, I don't know. That's not on my announcement. You're not- <laughs> Whoa. The rumor mill is turning. What the hell's going on? Holy shit. What is this all about? Where did you read it, Connor? The internet. Everywhere on the internet. Andrew yeah. Marchand. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Sports business term. Come on. Ever heard of it, AJ? Jeez. AJ, sorry about it. You're on a sailboat cleaning poop out of a john. <laughs> yeah. We're reading no. the internet. Sorry, guys, dude. any of those guys that have been, because now I've been watching it, you know, religiously. I watched it time and time again, but now that I've been watching it the last couple of months, like any of those guys that rotate through are fantastic. I would think any guy that retires would would love to, I mean, just as much as everybody wanted Kay Adams' job, which is a fantastic job, and she did, she crushed it for six years. Uh, I would think any player that retires now would want that chair. It's a great job. Yeah, come on. 445. Wake yeah. up! Who, yeah. yeah, it could be Darius. It could be Darius. Home by noon. You know what? If you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. Oh, be well, a bear. said. Yeah, and if you're gonna be a bird, be a early bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eagle. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's uh, that's a good call too. Uh, go ahead, Ty. Jamie, we've kind of already touched on it, but is there anything daunting about, like you said, like now you can only talk about the NFL all day. Like you you can't talk about college football or college basketball. Like, is there any part of that when you accepted this job, where it was like, oh shit, I really have to kind of hone in on on everything we're talking about here? Um. I think when I really when I really went through just what it would mean to take over this job, what what came back to what I feel like I've experienced in the last eight years at CBS was when I was on the NFL, I didn't really watch college football. I, I watched Michigan. Um, my husband went there. I caught, I kept up with them. But then when I was on college football, Michigan. I still like, scampered home to watch the NFL. And I think that to me, the NFL has always kind of been like the truest to what I was passionate about. And so I find it, you know, Talk to me in a couple of years, maybe I'm doing it for 720 days, but um, I'm I'm happy to kind of settle into something year round. Jamie, have you thought about uh, the fact that your show is going to be on every single uh, NFL locker room, whether the guys are in there and the coaches are in the coaches too? Like coaches will be walking by with their breakfast. Oh, what is what is this? What do these people think they're saying? Like, have you you've given that any thought? What movie yeah. actor best describes? <laughs> no. no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I. I have learned to appreciate that. That felt very intimidating when I first learned that that was kind of the nature of it, that how much um, the league hones in on that. And it really just like sets the table for the day, I think, like, for the rest of the league and, and how annoyed players or teams might get if you handle certain situations and what you say about them. And um, I've actually tried to like kind of tamp that down because I just want to be myself. I don't really want to 
think too much about how like I'm gonna piss Pete Carroll off and I got to deal with that and then the next hour I'm gonna be talking about the Vikings and I dealing with that and I just hope that in my honesty I can you know pay homage to all the teams and and if they're struggling like we got to be able to talk about that if you're doing great we'll talk about that too not just players not just coaches executives that's right I don't know what what's the road over there park Park Park, it, yeah, Park, Park yeah. Avenue. I heard it's on every TV there. Roger. Uh-huh. Roger's watching. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole, everybody uh, in the NFL is watching it. And I think they picked the perfect person for the job. Congratulations. Thank Enjoy you. the hell out of yourself. Congrats to your family going back to Jersey. And if, uh, if you're going to be a bear, be a fucking great show host, Grizzly. <laughs> Amen. All right. We appreciate Thank you so much, you Jamie. Good luck. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, the new host of Good Morning Football, starting on Monday, July 25th, NFL Network, every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., 7 a.m. to 10. 10. Yes. Very early. Jamie Erdo. <laughs> As you get older, testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1%. Per year. Jeez. That's why our friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash Pat. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Pat for $15 off your first order plus free shipping. Make sure <laughs> you... shit. Storm clouds rolling in. Make sure you click the link well, in the description. <laughs> AJ, I don't know how you would stop it. You know, like how do you how do you stop a guy who doesn't want to play somewhere You're anymore? Superstar. You're a superstar. How do they they can't stop it? I don't think they, yeah. they actually can't. I don't think there's any. How do you stop? James Harden said he had a pulled hammy for what for three weeks or something uh-huh. like that. And they're like, all right, we got to get him. How they stop that one trade though? What was the, the trade? Chris they Paul. Was it Chris Paul. Yeah, because they the own. They technically own the Pelicans at the time. The NBA did. Pelicans Lakers. Yes. And they said, nah, we. We're making some money off this guy right now, mm-hmm. directly. Mm-hmm. We're not moving him, and also that would fuck up the NBA if he went over there. It would be too good of a team, too solid of a squad. And then, bang, a couple of years later, it was just super team, super team, super team, yeah. super team, super team, which exactly. made the NBA much better, by the way, I think, to the casual fan. I think uh, basketball purists hate it, but I think casual fan didn't mind seeing all the superstars in a couple of different games every single night. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people enjoyed that. But if Kevin Durant wants out of there, he can make it. Not that he would. I'm not saying, especially after talking to Letterman, I don't think he's the type of person that would, you know, waste a lot of energy trying to ruin everybody's vibe around him or whatever. But if somebody wants out in that small of a team sport, you can make it so you're they they have to. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that you can do that. Don't you think, AJ? Absolutely. It was like you said with James Harden with the hamstring situation. They could just the player if he's willing to take the heat, they can manipulate however they want. If guaranteed contracts, yeah, a team would be forced to do something. Look ben Ben yeah, Simmons. Look ben Simmons just did. He was showing up at the facility, but he, his mental health wasn't good enough. Was to he print. good enough to do that? Is he good enough to do that? He's the first overall pick. He, he yeah. got paid Defensive too. Player of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, rookie of the year. He can't shoot. Got paid. That's how good he is. Well, also, isn't it? So very- was he? Isn't it very I widely? Know. I didn't known watch it enough. In the bad, NBA, really bad year. In the NBA, yes, he didn't play. The NBA Players Association has so much more power than any other league. Like all their superstars are like yep. the president, vice president. Like they've set it up so like guys like Durant, he's in his own stratosphere, obviously. But like a lot of these guys can can make these kind of moves because the players have so much more power. I think it's called the NBPA. Yeah, yeah. that's what National it is. Basketball Players Association. Chris, Paul when did it go bad for Ben Simmons? 
Uh, playoffs the year before he sat out when he passed up layups. Uh, yeah. He was shooting like – He didn't want to get fouled. Yeah, he was shooting like 22% from free throws. It was bad. He wasn't even scoring 10 points a game. Which was kind of sad. It was kind of sad to watch yeah. somebody yeah. go through that, actually. But then it felt like he didn't care enough to get out of it. So then he turned heel. Like, mm-hmm. he was babyface. Everybody felt bad. And then it just never – No. And it was like, oh, so you'll still take – all the money, but for whatever reason, you won't figure it out. But then the mental health got brought in, and then a lot of people were like, well, are you kind of minimalizing what minim- mental health actually is with what you have? Like, there is there's, – that Ben Simmons thing has layers, layers and layers and layers and layers to it, I think. Yeah, and then he had a back problem, and then he went to Brooklyn, and they were, you know, they were down three games against Boston, and he didn't play in the game four. And then right after the season, he got back surgery. So, like, he had a real serious back problem, but it wasn't reported as a serious back problem. It didn't make any sense. And then Kyrie and Kevin Durant are like, we went out of here. fuck this. And then Steve Nash is like, why did I do this? Yep. Why why did I try? I was making social media videos wearing a suit, crossing people up, getting paid a shit ton of money, Mm -hmm. assistant coach in place, just went in having a good time. Now I got a... Got a battle, but maybe that's what Steve Nash is built for. It. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash was built for this, AJ. And Wendy said that the Nets have not been very aggressive in trying to trade KD or Kyrie. The Kyrie to the Nets thing, remember Shams told us not that there's no substance to that, mm-hmm. it feels like, for Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook. But it feels like KD is playing for the Nets unless KD does some drastic thing where he makes it impossible for them to have to keep him. It feels like it. And uh, Braun, AD, and uh, Westbrook just had a phone call where they they pledge pledge their allegiance to each other. Got to make it work. (laughs) I pledge allegiance to AD. No, you say it. I pledge allegiance to to Brody. Brody. I pledge allegiance to Braun. Braun. One team under (laughs) Crypto.com. Hopefully into the playoffs. Indivisible. Unlike last year. <laughs> to the finals. Yes. Jerry West. And beyond. Liberty and Buckets for all. Lakers. <laughs> Amen. That's what they did? Yeah. yeah. On a Zoom call? I phone call. Phone call? It's FaceTime? Maybe three-way FaceTime, yeah. No, but Braun's pushing that. Uh, didn't he push the Google phone or something? Maybe. Like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, didn't I don't he? Know. Can't yeah. remember. Do they have FaceTime on it? No. Yes, you can actually. Uh, we know about this phone call. You can, send them, you can send them a link. What'd you from say? Your iPhone. How do we know about this call? It was a meme, dude. Yeah. Come, on. Sorry, come on. It was reported on Twitter. It was a meme. It was a meme. There was a photo. I don't know which player put it out. Which player sent told us? Well, it might have been somebody in the background of the FaceTime because I think Russell uh, was in like France or something. Yeah. Yep. Braun was on a boat, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wendy could have been the fourth man on there. True. Wendy could have hacked into the uh, mainframe and been a part of the FaceTime. Yeah. Will you look up if it was a Zoom or a FaceTime or a Google? Uh, it was a call. They huddled <laughs> up on a phone call. There it is. Their commitment to another and vowing to make it work. What if it was just speakerphone, a little bit more intimate, have to listen to the words? Ooh, I like that. Somebody got a transcript? Did somebody... Pres- Windy. Had it was Windhurst? Mm-hmm. The Nets also told Kyrie what if it was a for te- a trade. What's that, AJ? What if it was a text and they said, hey, what's up, man? How you feeling? I'm good. Okay, there it is. That was their phone. That was the phone call people said. I want to let you know, I listened to an interview from uh, Yannick Ngakwe when he came to the Indianapolis Colts. He did an interview with the Indianapolis Colts radio host, Matt Taylor, good dude. And Matt Taylor said, you know, the Colts have seen you play. How would you describe your playing style? 
And it made me think of when I asked you, how would you describe your style? And you said, are you fucking serious right now? I feel like I'm in a pre-production meeting for a show and a conversation I don't want to talk about or yeah. something. Like that. He said, nasty, vicious. That's what, you, that's what you said. Do you remember doing this? Oh, yeah, I remember. So he gave an actual answer, right? And I was like, that's the difference between like Yannick Ngakwe and AJ Hawk. Sure. So whenever we just asked this question to you right there and you just said what you just said, like, yeah, I love the fact that you are a part of a sports talk show on a daily basis and you're like, why are we talking? This is not something to even talk about. Yeah. I fucking love it. That's, a, that's the gem <laughs> and the beauty of AJ Hawk. You know what I mean? What a so, guy. What that's a right. guy. The guys. What a guy. No, we need everybody's vicious. perspective, right? Everybody's point of view. Absolutely. What What was your style, you think? All right, let's go. <laughs> all right, that's the show. We thank you all so much for watching. The ESPYs are this evening. Yep. Uh, hopefully there'll be some more poop on sailboats. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That's a sailing knot. Man, it's hard not to see now that I've seen it. Yeah, could have fooled me. Well, you're the one that told us it was a... Still could have. I hope it didn't fool you. Yeah, well, that's not good. You were our authority there. Mm -hmm. And then Zito looked it up because of you. Yeah, no, and there were, I mean, they had the name of all those knots actually on that little uh, spreadsheet there. They did. Okay, so you were right. Mm -hmm. So you can't be the one that says, could have fooled me then, because you were literally the authority for us. Right, it's easy to get fooled. Every knot is a sailing knot. Huh? Every knot is pretty much a sailing I mean, knot. Like, uh, that's not true. All right, AJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Name another name. I'm talking. It all can be used in the sailing world sure. because that's where you have all the ropes. I was just on the sailboat. There were seventeen thousand ropes on it. So you have to be an eagle scout to be a sailor. You think? Yes. No. Probably. Yeah. You're actually going to be a captain of a sailboat. Absolutely. We to grow oh, up at a captain. sailing yacht club. I seen a uh, I seen a sailboat go by the house the other day. That son of a bitch was sideways. I'm oh, like, there's no does. way oh, you're yeah. doing it right. Is that how there's how it's supposed yeah, to be? It's a windy Working day. the jig boom, yeah. yeah. That that thing was up like this. Yeah, if it's a windy day, you that's sailing straps baby. fucking hanging out the side. They have a little yuppie sail club that it draw, uh, uh -huh. floats by every once in a while. Yeah, I seen it. Looks like hey, you guys are the really? Amish of the water. Hope you're happy, bro. Yeah. Fucking watercraft comes flying by. Yeah. Sea do. Mm -hmm. Well, I saw a report that uh, fucking your lake, Lake Monroe, and uh, Geist were dangerously low. Because of the Cause of the drought. Because of the drought. God damn it. It's happening everywhere. Everywhere. I'll start. I'll put my hose in. Good. good move. Save, Lake, save Lake Monroe. Good guy. Yeah. Now somebody yeah. needs to go do it uh, over there for the river that flows into the Hoover Dam. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a little low as well. Lake Tahoe's very low. Dam, right. uh, it was just Transformer, right? But it was so dry they thought it could have been a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I seen it on the internet too. Yeah, I saw the Hoover Dam blow up because I was just flying over there what a month ago, mm -hmm. and everybody's like, "It is dangerously uh, dry out here." Worried about power, worried about everything. I'm like, "Really? Is that taking place?" Then I'm like, "Why don't we just put some more water then?" Smart, you know. Pretty simple fix. Like, well, it comes from a lake, and then the lake flows down to that, and they don't have. I'm like, well, "So just put the fucking water in there then, right? Can we just? Why can't we just put water into it?" And like, where are you getting water from? I'm like, the fucking ocean? Is the yeah. ocean still? Can we not filter the water? And then I was taught the process of how that could never happen, I guess. Hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I'll I shut tried. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. But it is a water shortage right now happening, I think, everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, dry. I think London is experiencing like yeah. 104 yeah. degrees. Records, all, records. All, of Europe, all of Europe's on fire. Oh, yeah. It's not good. Everyone's yard around here is dead. Yards are dead. Yep.
Lake Mead is like 150 one. feet one down, one. and they're finding bodies and sailboats mm -hmm. and stuff. That supplies like uh, Vegas and California and stuff like that. Hey, that's the lake that's up yonder yeah. that I was thinking, well, let's just mm -hmm. put some water in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't just put water in there. Mitt's a lake guy. Mitt is yeah. good on a lake. Oh, yeah. Mitt, can they not just put water into the lake? I don't. No, no, you can't do that at all. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> dumb. Sorry, just back to the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry. Yeah, I was basically told that by uh, somebody that delivered it much differently, but I'm not, I'm a new lake person. I don't know why I can't, can I not just shoot my hose out there? Yeah, you should be able to. Work, unless your hose water comes from the lake. Doesn't. That lake is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if every house on the lake on puts their hose, hose out on. there, yeah. Just like how you're supposed to fill up a pool. You got to exactly. pull. Bingo. Put your hose in the pool. How come that's not going on over here? Fire hydrants, too. If there's 150 houses on Lake Mead, everybody put a foot of water in. There you go. Boom. All right. Now we're tight. Problem fixed. <laughs> What's that, AJ? Puddle at the middle. What's that? Don't. There's signs that say don't water your yard and take quick showers, but please put each of you, all 150 residents, put one foot of water in this lake. <laughs> That's right. It's easy. And one foot of water to, to raise a foot yeah. on the entirety of Lake Mead. That might be a good seven, eight-week pour. Yeah. Need everybody to do it, though, because the Hoover Dam's getting fucking dry. That's right, please. That's where a lot of power comes from. Everyone's got to make sacrifices. Right. Get it going. We should not be laughing about this. It's a real problem. We hope everybody's okay. We apologize that there's no water. We're just trying to figure it out. This yeah. is how we brainstorm. That's right. Okay, we do apologize for that. Ain't that right, AJ? Yeah, come get some of this, you know, this monsoon water down here. Come collect some of this rainwater and ship it over there. So what you need to do is get some tarps, yes. you know, like plastic tarps. Collect it and then it rolls down into, into a barrel. bottle yeah. or a barrel. Yeah, bigger bottle, a barrel, and then ship that Lake Mead and then one barrel at a time. Yes. Why and don't they just do it all along the, the edge of it or like out there along the coastline? You just go to the biggest skyscraper, you put a tarp on there, you do that with a couple, and you just like set a slide, a, a general slide right into whatever body of water you so need to fill. It's like blank check where that slide comes yes, from his exactly. office exactly. all the way down, down, the down to the pool. Yeah. We want that on every building in the Pacific Northwest. Make Bingo. it happen. Run them all in there. Let's conserve the rain. Back in the day, they had to do that, right? Collect yeah. the rain. Oh, yeah. That's right. This isn't new. This is old school. Yeah. And you just got to hope it's not acid rain. If it is. Which it 100% is, right? Because that's the world we live in now? Pretty much. Don't bring an umbrella to this fucking brainstorm, brainstorm mm -hmm. either. Cause, <laughs> Especially now because we need to exactly. we need the water. We yeah. need... Bring a water slide to this brainstorm. It's a brainstorm. We are the worst show. <laughs> We're the worst show of all time. Blank Check's a good movie. Unbelievable. Oh. So good. Macintosh, dude. Mr. Macintosh. That was a game changer for me watching that show. Honestly, I'm like, all right, I need a million bucks. That was a lie. That show is a flat yeah. out yeah. lie. <laughs> well, back then, though. Maybe. That was it came out in like 93. That was back when people were like, you get $10,000, you invest at $10,000, that's going to make $2,500 for you a year. You don't even touch it. So then, like, everybody in their head is like, all right, I get to. A uh, million dollars that should make me in a certain amount of money every single year that I won't have to work for the rest of my life. I just got to get to that. And then as we grow older, it's like, uh, yeah, that twenty five percent actually went down to point oh four percent guaranteed. Like, whoa, whoa, that's quite a fucking drastic change from when yeah. my childhood was. It well, taxes and inflation. inflation and the way things go up and down. It's not as steady as it once was. Sorry about it. It's like, well, fucking, I seen blank check kid have time of his life. He was eating ice cream out of a fucking trophy. <laughs> he was. He had a, a, a bumper cart go kart go track, track in the backyard. In the back, I mean, he had. I love that. Movie. I know. You want a real downer look into what Preston's been doing since then. Mm. 
Oh, no. It's unfortunate. Don't look. Do you know AJ, it sounds like? No, I'm, I honestly, I thought he was doing great. What happened? No, 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 no. He's fallen on some tough times, basically, since a couple of years after. Not quite as bad as Goldberg from Mighty Ducks, but... He needs to get well, back. He's come back. He, he, needs, he needs to get back on his bike and drive behind cars pulling out of parking lots. He does. Yes. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that kind of put a whole mm-hmm. bow on the blank check conversation. Mm-hmm. Truly. A million bucks in 93 is worth around roughly estimated about $2 million today. There you go. What about inflation? Mm-hmm. That that is fact. What about the from 1993? So 30. So years. 29 years yeah. for 100 percent inflation. What about the Fed hiking interest rates? <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm just googling over here. But there's a lot of different sites. What about the taxes? What were the taxes then? Right. What are the taxes now? What was milk worth back then? What state? California. Where fucking blank check Microsoft was? Yep. Okay. Was it California? Probably. I don't know. Taxes. Remember how his dad came around? Uh, his dad was an his asshole. Dad was, his dad was terrible. Hated him, and he finally came around at the very end. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, I respect, respect I, what you're doing. Like dinner, like wasn't it around yeah. the dinner table? There was a moment they used to shit on him because his older brothers had jobs, and they they didn't have yeah. to ask his dad for money to go mini golf. And he was 12 years old. Yeah, <laughs> so he sent him to a birthday party with no money, and then all all his friends made fun of him for being a fucking <laughs> broke asshole. And he's. Get a fucking job, pal. Everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yep. What a what a bad fucking family situation. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of forced his hand to go rob that guy out of a million bucks. Pretty much. And then basically, ipso facto, have, he's going to end up having sex with the lady 30 years older than him. Is that the movie of the weekend? or It's money. That's what... Did he? <laughs> I remember, well, he was a... Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was. Yeah, she seemed to have. The, hey, here's speaking of uh, movie of the weekend, Blackbird's very good. Yeah, so good. Blackbird's. I don't not, know what it is. It's not a movie. It? It's not a movie. It's a series, but they're like hour and five minute episodes. It's about a real story that happened here in uh, Illinois and Indiana uh-huh. about detectives and uh, a, a drug dealer, and uh, it was awesome. It was great. The dude that is in that show. Is alarmingly handsome. Yeah. Like, you you look. He's he shows up on the screen, yoked, yeah. chiseled, perfect smile. He's the guy from The Kingsman or or whatever. Tom Edgerton. Oh, he's Paul Walter Hauser. It is. No, it's him. like strikingly. Holy fuck! This is a incredibly handsome guy. Now, there's a bomb in Centennial Park. <laughs> yeah. Did play an incredible. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was not the alarmingly handsome person in this one. Oh, he's handsome. But Cuzzy from the Kingsman. <laughs> yeah. Fucking holy shit! He was on my screen right in front. Where of do me. I watch it? Apple TV. Very good. It's good. I'll get it. Apple's still doing that fuckboy shit where they're putting out one per week. Yeah, Need to tough. stop it, Apple. Okay. Yeah. You guys are the ones that change this whole game into a binging game. We give us four at a time. Like, or three at a time, or five at a time. I I understand you want to get at least two cracks at the apple for each thing you make because you might end up like Netflix losing one million subscribers, even though they said they were going to lose two million subscribers. So their stock market price didn't really have that much of a fall with this announcement, even though it collapsed after 200,000 subscriber loss. They lose another million, no real, because they were expecting and projecting a two million subscriber loss. So... Nice play for the future for people to think about. Maybe the boys over at Face Clan. Face Clan. Might need to get into that now that they're a publicly traded company. But yes, uh, it is worth a watch on Apple TV. Fucking very, you're, very well done. You're not going to be happy when Succession comes back. 
No, not at all. That's the thing. HBO lasts. They do one a week. Apple TV is going to last. They do one a week. It's not good that Netflix is crashing and they're the ones. They're that trying to go back to the old week. model. No, I can't do it. Yeah, because you can watch we, it. You're right, binge it put two or three cancel. out. Two or three. You don't have to put the whole season, but at least put two or three like out. Can we meet in the middle? Apple yes. always does two for the new shows. Yes. They'll put the first two episodes on. And then I think this one's only six episodes, so at least you won't have to wait that it's long. It's going to be wrapped up pretty but quickly. Can we meet in the middle? Yeah. Can, like you know? Two a week. Not even two a week. You can do like three a month. You know, you can like, because it's going to be a weekend where you watch through mm-hmm. and then, sorry, like give us something else. And maybe it's like two weeks from now. Give me the option though. Don't you think, Pat, that could be a, a premium option? Hey, you can pay more. This series you can buy for 20 bucks and you, yes. get, to, you get what, uh-huh. however many episodes, but pay double and I can get it all at once. That's the final answer. Write that down, yeah. AJ. AJ, you write that down? I wrote it down, yeah. Charge me mm-hmm. for fucking. Sure. More. Yeah, premium subscription. I saw it on uh, Nightly the News last night with Lester Holt. Mm-hmm. Talking about Netflix losing a million subscribers because they had their quarterly whatever thing. Um, if you were to have Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, and something else, it's like 60, 65 bucks or whatever. So they said people are picking and choosing more so than they had in the past. In the past, people get in there and it was just like, hey, we're sticking around, we're sticking around. I guess now there is a little bit more picking and choosing for people because there's so many platforms that have so many good shit and the price of it is a lot more than like cable used to be almost if you were to get them all. So they said people are picking and choosing where they're going, how they're going. I, I'm an auto pay guy, always will be, but I'm also lazy and stupid. So I, I think not everybody is like that at this point. And I, I think as far as content, it's fucking HBO and Apple at the top. And then it's like Paramount and Netflix below it. So if they're if they're cutting stuff Hulu's out, Hulu's been very sneaky, by the way. Hulu's got a Mike Tyson thing coming out. Yeah, looks awesome. It looks pretty good. In August sixteenth, the I think? bear, the bear yep. on there is very very good. I just cracked. I just watched all that the other day. The bear. It's in yeah. Chicago. It's pretty good. Oh, that's a show. I thought you were talking about the Mike Tyson show. Oh no, no. sorry. Yeah, but it's, it's on Hulu. Different yeah. show. Yeah. Well, bear. if you're gonna be a bear. Be the Peter, bear. Peter 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 How about that guy with a motivational speech on his fucking wall right there in his office? Orthopedic. Love that. How about Burt Kreischer selling liquid death? Yeah, we all saw him in a Speedo yesterday mm-hmm. moving uh, that body. We were able to learn how he is built the way he is built with the energy. There's another worker. That guy is everywhere. He's hustling. He's like peaking at like almost 50 years old now. He is hitting his stride. And he, you know, the Mickey Mantle gene, he will um, run a triathlon like next week at whatever (laughs) stage of life he's in somehow. No problem. It is unbelievable. Because watching his body, because I too am somebody that gains weight, loses weight, gains weight, loses weight. I do that a lot. A little bit of a, you know, trampoline effect there with my body. He's the same, but he still is able to do everything at all stages. I get, like, too gassed out for stuff, oh, too yeah. tired for stuff. Bert just has a never-ending energy, it feels like. And drinks, like, 15 cocktails a night. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Able That's to drink, insane. able to run, able to work out, able to do all his shows, able to do everything at any weight, basically. He is a fucking anomaly, that guy. He is. And he, I don't need to see him in a Speedo, like, every no. single <laughs> scroll on my Instagram, but he is certainly an inspirational fella. Old Bert Kreischer. He's athletic, man. Bert is sneaky athletic and has good feet, too. No matter what your weight is, I think you always keep that good feet. Bear. Yeah, he, he, can, he kicked the ball pretty good here. Yeah, right? yeah. And then Bill Byrne, he got into a full 30-yard field goal thing. Mm-hmm. Was it up in a stadium wearing a uniform? Yep. 
pads. Oh, yeah. With, with an actual rush coming at you. Yeah, what was it, 100000 I forget. Something it was, like it that. It was a pretty good amount of money, and uh, I don't think it ever took place, but I won't doubt Bert. You know, you can get lucky. Yeah, exactly. Anybody, you got a puncher's chance. Why not make it happen? I got to kick a ball. Oh, yeah, you do. That's right. I got to kick a ball sometime soon. And throw a ball. Yeah. I throw a ball. I throw balls. As you see me and Chuck at the house, I'm throwing. He just, he chews through every ball we have. Oh, yeah. That's a real problem. Mm -hmm. Hey, pal, I would like to be able to, you know, use this ball more than one time. Yeah, sure. With you. Soccer ball, brought it home. Mm -hmm. I was going to juggle it a little bit, get the feeling back in the feet, kind of get back into it. Kicked it one time, two times, three times. Chuck, (laughs) breaks it. Yep. Bats it around, dribbles it pretty impressively, right back to me. And then he walks away and like does like a hey, kick it, kick it, bites it again, fucking dribbles it all the way back. It's like, all right, I mean, you've played with ball more than me, obviously. <laughs> then a for the brand ball we had at the house, and I accidentally oh, left it on the couch. Baby he Duke. he jumps up on the on the couch, baby Duke, bites off the laces immediately. I oh, can't use the ball. All right, now sure. it's a rugby ball. Thanks, Chuck. It's Damn. one of it's you an guys spray some apple cider on the ball. He won't touch it. Chuck won't like apple cider, or they don't like the smell of it? Or or no, not apple cider. Apple cider, cider vinegar. vinegar. Yes, that's Which, because it, it tastes like... Apple cider vinegar. I was going to say dog shit, but some dogs will eat dog shit, so... True. Yeah. <laughs> the dog's noses is a real phenomenon. You know, I watched something else that was on The Unexplained uh, with William Shatner. Okay. You know, they say... <laughs> they say horses... They say horses are mind readers. You know yeah. that? Mr. Oh, yeah. Ham. Well, Mr. Hand certainly into some other stuff. There was this General Reckless or Sergeant Reckless, this horse that served in the, I forget which war, maybe World War. No, no, uh, no jockey, no nothing, nobody mm-hmm. riding it. This horse, she would go to the front of the line to deliver um, weapons to people, and then she would carry back injured, like, Two, she would be able to think and find where it needed, drop it off, yeah. and then like go pick things up. It was like fully up, reckless. Yeah, here it is, Sergeant Staff Sergeant Reckless. Which war? Did they train it this way? Uh, yeah, they trained it, but like she had like um, sentient feelings on. Like they they thought that this horse was like they treated reckless like, like another a soldier, he, like uh-huh. another human. Korean War hero, okay, was over there, but like it, the ability for it to just do things like without anybody telling it. And then there was like more conversations about horses being able to connect with their riders and owners. And I guess horses are like majestic fucking OG creatures. I had no idea that was the case. Is there a War Horse book or movie? Movie, yes. a War Horse movie, yep. Is it about Reckless, I wonder? No, but World War I, same deal. Similar premise. Just smack on the ass. Go figure it out. Go figure it out. Need you to lay some suppressing fire. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. They got a statue. That horse has a statue of something, and it's buried with yeah. with honors and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dogs. You know the way they smell. Oh yeah. Somebody uh, somebody told a story about how her dog came up to her and nudged her in the mm-hmm. stomach mm-hmm. so hard that it was like uncomfortable. She got to get one got checked out. Cancer. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. I was like, all right, is that every dog? Uh, is that a happenstance? Is that every horse that has the capability to do that? Or is there like some bum-ass horses like me walking out there that would never be able to do that? That unexplained show worth a watch, especially with Bill Shatner's fucking acting chops. I mean, yeah. Pat, the way you, you have spoken about it, I have to. 
There's like 45 episodes too. It's from 2019. Netflix just picked it up. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Mitt? Pat, did my dad ever tell you the story of how a horse saved his life when he was like four? Oh yeah, and that's why he has that metal plate in his fucking head, right? Yeah, he fell off. So they were doing like they did camping expeditions and stuff for people. He fell off into a creek. Was he four, six, or eight, or something like that? Ah, uh, he was. He was an even number. I think he was four or six. <laughs> he definitely knew how to walk. He had to learn how to. <laughs> he had to learn how to like walk and stuff again. But he fell off the horse. He was way behind uh, like the pack. The He's horse. riding his horse. By himself, by the way, four years old or six years old, he was he Jesus. grew he was on a, with an odd number. No, it well, certainly wasn't an odd <laughs> no number. Certainly not wasn't an odd number. number. He was on a he grew up on like a horse ranch though, out in the middle of fucking Montana. Yeah. Was giving tours at like the age of like six on these horseback. <laughs> what a reckless speaking of reckless yeah. situation. And he did. It was going across a stream or something, right? Yeah, he was going off across a creek and then he fell off and then like he cracked his head and he was like basically laying almost dead in the creek and then the horse took off and like went and got his dad and then brought him back to like where my dad was like laying and they had to like helicopter him out and stuff but yeah horses are crazy and he still has this metal thing in his fucking head that like he he knocks on it it's like he uses it a lot of people say that as well also like uh uh stunted his growth too <laughs> i think he's still the same size as when he was that six-year-old on the horse and uh you know he's still alive though still got his life which mm -hmm. is good and he's still drinking beers while wake surfing yeah. he's a fucking legend that guy this big, AJ. Hey, no shit this big. Mitt is, but Mitt's tall. Yeah, well, ask ask Coach Mitt McMahon why horse. that happened. He is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. My, my mom's dad was like 6'7". That's why. Man, man. Yeah, he yeah. Always, there's always some sort of self-deprecating compliment to his wife and Mitt's mom at the same time. And then he just keeps it moving. Just keep like Mitt, real tall, real handsome guy. Boom, boom, boom. Four lines, killing himself, complimenting his wife, walking on. Let's go. Let's go talk about ball. <laughs> he is just a football guy. This tall though. He is. Hey, next AJ Cole or uh, yeah, AJ Cole and uh, Carlson over there. Yeah. The punter and kicker for the Raiders. They're both like six, three, six, four. There's going to be some warm up shots where we got Siciliano McMahon. Yikes. <laughs> I, I, I thought about that immediately upon him going to the Raiders. I'm like, oh, there's going to be some magical pictures for old Tom McMahon. I appreciate the hell out of that guy. I appreciate the hell out of you too, mate. Great show today. You hey, too, Zeke. Nick, you dig fantastic. Ty, Connor, Ton, AJ, Bruce, Dirty, Billy. Everybody, we appreciate the hell out of you with new haircuts. Uh, I know you noticed that from uh, Back Porch Barbershop to you, JC. Mm -hmm. We'll be back tomorrow, AJ. Enjoy Charleston. Uh, and we cannot wait to talk more shit about sports that aren't happening tomorrow. Let's watch the ESPYs. Let's enjoy it. Uh, let's watch Hammer Done. Done in 15 minutes. And we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs>